me and John joked that if this was some sort of horror film or whatever else, that you'd be like saying, it's way too weird. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, it's like the truth I, is stranger it, it, than fiction, yeah. It wasn't a hoax. It happened. All three of us saw it. There's no benefit to me to tell this story. Mm, um, no. There are reasons why John and I want to talk about it now, but there are no benefit. There's no. There's no. You know, we're, I'm, we're not getting anything out of it. You're not. You're certainly not paying us. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. Um, uh, I'm glad no... you mentioned that because I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been forced to talk about it because I, I, I've, getting, I've been had that much pressure about it that um, eventually I popped. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Banal of America Audio, with your host, Tim Banal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of BOA Audio Season 9. I have a feeling uh, this one is going to be quite the talked about edition of the program. I'm hearing that it's already got a lot of buzz in the Bigfoot community, which I'm not a part of, so I'm completely unfamiliar with this story, but apparently this story is major, it's pretty big, it's caused a lot of controversy, a lot of people are talking about it, and uh, as luck would have it for Banal of America, one of the principal players in this big story is our old friend Adam Davies. Typical Adam Davies. He's always, he's, you know, he just he just backs into dog shit. That's what seems to happen. He's always getting mixed up with something, Adam. You've always, you've always, you're a very slippery fellow, you. So anyway, Adam is, Adam is involved in this tale. And, and, and for the folks uh, who are new to the show, we'll do a sort of a brief little bio background on, on the folks here on the program tonight. But Adam's been on the show innumerable times. He comes on every year. We like to call uh, the show his paranormal radio base camp for all the different expeditions he goes on all over the world, searching for strange cryptids. Uh, I've said on the program before, if they ever nab this Orang Pendek, I have a pretty good suspicion that... Uh, that it's going to be thanks to the work of Adam Davies. So he's doing some tremendous work, and he's turned his eyes toward Bigfoot, as a lot of folks here on the program know, because he was the part of the season finale last year with Laurie Simmons talking about this crazy uh, Brian Sykes expedition, which he had kind of kept under wraps for a while, and now I find out uh, going into this conversation that there was something else he was keeping under wraps uh, <laughs> that had happened before we talked about the Brian Sykes expedition. So uh, Adam's a man of many secrets. He's like the uh, he's like the cryptozoological James Bond or something. So, uh, or Edward Snowden, I guess, for the younger people. <laughs> I prefer yeah. the James Bond thing. I'm good with that. All right. Yeah. So, I rambled it off. Uh, and and with with Adam, of course. Uh, is another principal player in this whole story, which we're going to get into the story, folks. I apologize in a sense because uh, for some folks, they have no idea what we're talking about. For other folks, they're really well-versed in all this. But rest assured, we're going to catch you all up and uh, really put a bow on this, I think, on this program. Talking about John Carlson. He was with Adam on this expedition. He is a Bigfoot researcher. He is a paranormalist who's been looking at this stuff for quite some time, had his own strange experiences in the past, which actually do tie into all this as well, so that'll be interesting to talk about. And uh, an old friend of the program, unbeknownst to me, he was running a website uh, that I used to send links 
to our Adam Davies shows, and he would post them. And, uh, and then my website went a little bit dead for a while, but I'm reviving that. Yeah. In a way, I, I in a way, looking at this whole story and everything, I see I see John as almost a cautionary tale because John was a fan of Adam. Adam came to America. Adam got John mixed up in all kinds of all kinds of insanity. Yep. And now John is, yeah, now John's up to his neck in craziness, and I'm like, well, thank God Adam didn't come and meet me first. It's all Adam's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault. That's it. Bad influence. Bad Very influence, bad. Adam Davies. That should be your, uh, that should be your moniker. <laughs> that would be the topic of my article when I write it. There you go. <laughs> Adam Davies, bad. Bad man. Adam Davies, the gateway drug to weirdness. So welcome uh, back to the show, Adam. Welcome to the show, John Carlson. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I should say, you know, uh, I know John. You've posted some stuff on Facebook in various places, and uh, I guess it's sort of like, you know, to folks who like to split hairs, it's a bit uh, in dispute about, you know, when you guys have talked about this and all that stuff. But as far as I know, this is the uh, first interview that John and Adam have done yes. about this highly controversial uh, Bigfoot portal. Yes, folks, I said Bigfoot portal story. Uh, that has been making the rounds over the last six months or so. Uh, so thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you for this exclusive interview. I know a lot of people all around the Bigfoot community and a lot of people in the paranormal community are anxiously awaiting hearing your take on what went down uh, back in 2014, June of 2014, I believe. So welcome to the show. Thank you for the exclusive. Thank you for uh, breaking your silence on this story on Banal of America. And... Uh, Let's rock and roll, guys. Okay. Thank you. Uh, John, since the folks who listen to the show regularly are more familiar with uh, Adam, give us the bio background on John Carlson. Catch us up to uh, speed on who you are, how you got mixed up in all this, aside from the uh, bad influence of Adam Davies. And, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, give us, give, us, give us the thumbnail. You know how the program works. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, just, I have had a lifelong interest in the strange and unknown. I had a podcast myself at one point with a couple other guys, and that sort of went by the wayside. One of the guys uh, moved away and took the podcast equipment with him. So <laughs> anyway, that went by the, the wayside. Uh, I own the domain name, so I began my own blog, and I began to write about um, you know, just write articles about the, generally about the paranormal, nothing specific uh, about Bigfoot until my wife had an experience out in northwestern New Jersey. I live in the, we live in the northeastern part of the state, not too far from New York City. Uh -huh. uh, she is a teacher and she organizes a, a junior high trip every year and they go out. They were going out to Stoke State Forest and uh, they had a, an experience with something loud howling and crashing through the woods near their cabins and I wrote oh, an article about it and then from there got a lot of press and I sort of got drawn into this Bigfoot world but I actually met Adam uh, when I was having uh, when we were doing our podcast mm -hmm. and I had read about him I think on cryptomundo.com something about him drinking with the natives or something like that in the in the article I said oh this guy sounds interesting so I contacted him I think uh Adam's first book Extreme Expeditions had just come out mm, great book and yeah it was excellent and uh read the book and said this this is really interesting I contacted him and he came on the show and became a regular guest and we interviewed him several times and kept in touch since then and we finally met face to face uh 
around September of 2012, I think Adam and uh, several other of his companions had just come back from uh, the Pacific Northwest where they had done a Bigfoot expedition. And, you know, kept in touch since then. And then two years later, Adam said, hey, I have this this trip coming up. We're going out to the Olympic project in uh, Washington. And then from there down to this guy at Matt Johnson's place in southern Oregon. So I said, you know, he asked if I'd like to go. I said, yeah, sure. So to me, it was in just more of an opportunity to kind of go hang out with Adam and go camping. But, right. you know, I'm. I'm, I've I've had a lifelong interest, like I said, in the in the strange and the paranormal and Bigfoot included. But I was not really, outside of that one article that I wrote about my wife's experience, was not really specifically. Uh, you know, my blog and my interests were not specifically about Bigfoot. Mm. And yeah, you know, but I, I thought I'd go out there and kind of see what it was all about. And I'd never really done an expedition before. Okay. And. Uh, and we had a very nice and very interesting time up at uh, Derek Randall's place in, was that Port Angeles, Washington? Yeah, around Port that. Angeles, yeah. Yeah. And we were there for the weekend, and then we from there we went down to uh, uh, Southern Oregon. We met up with uh, Dr. Matthew Johnson. We spent the night at his house, and then from there we went uh, about an eight-hour drive south into uh it's Oregon, and that's kind of where the story begins. Yeah. And, and, if I, and, and if I could add, the purpose of my trip, obviously you know, Tim, that I wasn't really I, – I, I'm more interested in looking for unknown hominids. So the purpose of my trip, there were, there were two objectives. I was, I, my thing was to go to um, the Olympic Project, to go to Matthew Johnson's, but also to go and meet Justin Smeha and Bart Catino. And I was look, interested in meeting different Bigfoot researchers, each of them with different stories – but also I was trying to gather scientific evidence which could be independently analyzed and hopefully to see a big four. Hmm. So, uh, and, so and, I, and I was interested in seeing different and contrasting styles of people and how they, how they behaved, so, so the sort of things that they did in their research. And some of their methodology I would agree with, some of them I might not, but the whole point was I was investigating it to, to see what results I might get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Adam's uh, trip continued after we parted ways in... Uh in Seattle, but yeah, he went for another, what, another week or two out in the Sierras. Yeah, that yeah. was an expedition to the Bunny Ranch, I think. Though. Yeah, right, I think so. I wasn't with him, so I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went back to New Jersey. <laughs> he went off to God knows where. Yeah. Okay, so yep. so that, that that's kind of the background on John and uh, <clears throat> how this whole thing unfolded. Now, Adam, of course, uh, people are... Pretty familiar with you from being on the show, but I guess give them a give them a brief thumbnail background for the folks who were just tuning in for the first time ever uh, to an Adam Davies episode of Been All of America. Uh, they're probably like, "What this guy? These guys are just they're acting like they don't even like this is they're not taking this seriously." No, we're just old friends, folks. That's how. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how it is being Adam. So yeah, Adam, catch him well, up. Well, we've done shows for years, as you know. Uh, I've done expeditions all over the world. Uh, I, it must be nearly 20 years now, something like that. I can't remember. It's starting to. Anyway, I, I, I was. I, I, I've looked for unknown cryptids, so anything from the Makila Mamembe, the Congo dinosaur, to uh, Mongolia, the death worm. Uh, I've been um, Canada, USA, China, made films for Monster Quest, uh, in Nepal, the Abominable Snowman, uh, Russian Bigfoot for National Geographic. 
Um, you, you, basically, there's lots of places, but you name it, mo a lot of these places all over different world, all over the world. Mm. I've looked for things, and my interest has always been um, in trying to provide scientific evidence for creatures which may exist. So, I, as you mentioned, I've done a lot of work on the Orang Pendek in Sumatra, and I've worked with scientists. So, I'm interested in getting scientific results. In terms of the paranormal, unlike John, um, I don't have a, a huge interest in it. It's not that I wouldn't listen to a ghost story if it was told me, because I would. But my thing has always been to try and get evidence, uh, DNA evidence, hopefully, of whether these creatures exist, particularly hominids, which is my favorite. Right. Um, but also um, to, to hopefully see one, and that's what, um, that's what I'm about. Um, so uh, the, the events that happened over, over that summer were... Um, we're not what I wanted, really. <laughs> yeah, I think it's that much more significant that Adam was not coming in as a paranormal researcher. He was there to gather scientific evidence, and what ensued was really kind of outside of his realm, and I think that much more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And having known Adam for all these years, uh, I can honestly say, folks, if it was anybody else coming to me with this story, I wouldn't even respond. I wouldn't even have him on the show. But Adam has, I think, such a commendable background over the years of honest and uh, open-minded research that I'm willing to sort of give the whole thing a benefit of the doubt because I, I can't imagine personally it's like anyone who would think that he was making this story up. I, to me, it's like Adam's done such great work up until now that it would be, I would, it would be a tragedy, really, if he was making this story up because he's done such good work up until now that it would be like, what do you, why would you do this, dude? You know, so I can't, well, I, personally, I, I, I can't I, imagine. So I'm just saying, I'm putting that out there, you know, for the folks who immediately, like, hear Bigfoot portal or portal or whatever and are like... Well, I'm not going to use the word portal, but I'll describe okay. exactly what, <laughs> what happened later on because yes. I, I think it's got negative connotations. So I'll, yeah. I'll go through the difference between um, the facts... And, and potential hypothesis. Okay. But, but, but the, 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 that's the, a good um, point, actually. You're right. Uh, yeah. the, 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 uh, and that's what I want to differentiate um, during the during this interview. What what people think might 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 have seen and what they what they could have seen, and we can explore different hypotheses. But the, the bottom line is, is, there's no benefit to me to tell this story. Hmm. Um, no. the, there are reasons why John and I want to talk about it now, but there are no benefit. There's no. There's no. You know, we're, I'm, we're not getting anything out of it. You're not. You're certainly not paying us. Do you know what I mean? No. Oh, no, no. Um, uh, I'm glad no... you mentioned that because I'm definitely not. <laughs> but, but, but there's no, there's no, in, there's no benefit for me right. to tell this story. Um, and you know, I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm, I'm having to stick my neck out. I don't, I didn't really want to talk about it, so, and for reasons I'll explain as, as we go through. It took me a long time to even talk about it to anybody, uh, and, and you know, John and I talked about it quite a lot because it was actually so unpleasant. Uh, so, as we go through it, you'll, you'll understand why. Okay. So, to set the stage here, John already kind of uh, laid the groundwork here. And all this goes down at the uh, South Oregon area that's involved with, uh, that, that is sort of the, for lack of a better term, domain of uh, Matthew Johnson, Dr. Matthew Johnson. So, I guess... Tell me a little bit about this guy. I know he's kind of a polarizing figure in the Bigfoot community. Um, personally, I don't know much about him, so I can't say either way. Um, but he was, you know, the third player in this in this trio of people who had this experience. I believe it was only the three of you guys. So, it, you know, just to just to sort of uh, give him his due and, and 
and clear up. He has he, it's his area that you guys went to. Uh, I don't know if he owns it, but it certainly is sort of like a like, it's like his claim, if you will, like gold mine. Um, well, he, he, he doesn't he doesn't own it. I mean, John, feel free to chip in. Yeah, um, if there's anything you you know you you in any way disagree with, you have an alternative viewpoint. I'll say this publicly. Sure. Hmm. Please feel free to say so because this is a this is an open discussion between the three of us. Um, I, I think one of the points to say is it, it, the most fundamental event that happened, um, he wasn't there for, but we'll talk about that later because I think that that's really important when we tell the story. Yeah. But yes, it, it is his area. Uh, Matthew Johnson is a habituator. Um, he believes um, in um, uh, putting out food for um, Bigfoot, which he says he's in touch with in his area. I think he's been researching it, as John mentioned, for nearly nine years. Um, he believes that they are benign and forest people and um, that he feels he's doing a lot of good by promoting them. He is a polarizing figure. Um, he has his own um, Facebook group, and on that he has a number of supporters. Um, and in the alternative, he has a number of detractors who don't believe uh, in anything that, that he, he writes. Right. Well, to be fair, habituation is a highly controversial topic in it the is. Bigfoot it community. Is. I mean, so it's, it is. You know, it's not like it's a personal thing right. necessarily no. with him. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like someone who says they're an alien abductee or something. There are just people yeah. who are immediately going to be like, well, I don't believe you, you're crazy, you're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and I, and I think for me, it wasn't so much the methodology that, that was, was, was relevant. For me, it was whether... Um, the different people and their, and their methods, whether I could extract anything that I could analyze or get analyzed scientifically. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was what I was interested in. And, and you know, I wasn't, the, the, the rest of the stuff surrounding it um, is, 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 is hypotheses, it's conjecture about may or, what may or may not have happened. Right. What I was interested in doing was gathering evidence which could be independently analyzed. Mm. So that's, that, that's it. But, um, you know, Johnson's a polarizing figure. I think even if he was here, he would say that. Some people like his stuff, some people don't like his stuff, right, and right. that's just the way it rolls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, hey, even, oh. I, even I have my detractors, and I'm adorable. So well, everybody knows you. Yeah. Nobody's going to like everything you do. There's always going to be mm -hmm. somebody who criticizes you, and that's in any walk of life, no matter what you do. Exactly, exactly. I would say that uh, the three of us got along very well. I mean, Matt was a good host while we were out there, and... We we got along personally fine. Hmm. I have nothing against them, but right, right, right. But yeah, you know, we uh, we had a nice time out there during the day. <laughs> during, <laughs> the day. The, yeah, during the day, exactly. Not at night, but uh, you know, during the evening is when we uh, would kind of go on watch for hmm. the yeah. activity in the area. So exactly, exactly. And to be fair to Matthew. Uh, you know, it, as I was saying to Adam before we started the show, I kind of look at this. First of all, folks, I'm coming at this almost, I'd say, like 90% blind to this whole story. Okay. I've heard really just the very, very, uh, very bare bones version of the story. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty much uh, almost, almost in line with the audience at this point, uh, as far as what I know. And, and to be fair to Matthew, as I was saying to Adam before the show started, I see this whole thing personally as sort of a continuation of the narrative of Adam Davies, which we've been telling on this program for the last seven or eight years, you know, which is Adam goes and does something, comes back and tells us what he's done and what, and what happened. And, and, and as, I wouldn't call it luck would have it, but I don't know, as, as the trickster would have it, uh, it seems like Adam's experiences are getting stranger and stranger, and I really just want to kind of focus 
on, you know, what Adam has experienced in the overall sense, I mean, in the, in the narrative sense of what we're doing on the program here on But All of America. So it's, you know, we could have had Matthew Johnson on too, but then it's, we got, we got four people talking. It's kind of a mess. And, you know, Adam suggested we bring John in because John was there and John hasn't really talked about it yet. I know Matthew Johnson has talked quite a bit about it. And you can find out his uh, take on it in all sorts of places. Just Google, uh, you know, just Google this information and you'll be able to find it. So I just want, like I said, because, you know, I don't want him being like, oh, you know, they didn't have me on the show. This guy's an yeah. asshole. It's like, it's not personal, dude. It's just, no. this is this is the Adam Davies narrative we've been carrying on for the last eight years or so. And, and that's how we're going to do business. So, yeah. you know, again, it's just business. Uh so, okay, so that's, we've, we've put all that to bed now. So the three of you are out in Southern Oregon. Let's pick it up from there, because that's where it pretty much all begins, right? You guys meet up with Matthew Johnson. Tell me about sort of this area where allegedly the Bigfoot is uh, living and uh, that there is habituation going on. Well, we let me tell you the reason I specifically went to Matthew yeah. Johnson's, first of all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I want, first of all, John, John and I, as John mentioned, went to Derek Randall's Olympic project, and we loved it. We had a brilliant time yeah. there. People were great with us. Um, we, we, we had some Bigfoot interaction, which we, there were multiple witnesses. We didn't see one, but we had calls out. Yeah. And it was yeah. great. We had a wonderful mm-hmm. time. So we go to Matthew Johnson, and, and, as, and as, as, as John said, <clears throat> he was very polite with us and nice. And the reason I wanted to go to, 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 to Matthew Johnson's area was not – he sent all me this room of stuff, which was all, all – Bigfoot's allegedly talking, chatter, and everything else. But I, I wasn't so much interested in that. There was a two-second grunt within all of the data that he'd sent me, which he couldn't possibly know that I knew. I'd heard before in the in the Cascades, yeah? And, um, and I'd heard that sound. And so that was the reason I wanted to go there, because I thought, well, there may be an opportunity there um, for, 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 for Bigfoot activity. And I wanted to see if it was possible that there were Bigfoots in his area. So that was why... We went, so <clears throat> we drove down, and, and I'll just tell the, the story of the first night or, two, mm-hmm. or so before we get to the real meet, if, and then if it's all right, Tim and John, you know, if, if, if you want to chip in, but I'll set the scene okay. if that's right, right, exactly. Well, it's kind of a weird situation in a sense, because i got yeah. two people here who, you know, who were at the thing, so yeah. it's like, who's going to, so we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Adam sort of tell the story, uh, John, and, and when you want to jump in, just go for it, and, uh, you know, you know how it is here, man, we don't, yeah, sure. we play by yeah. no rules on the to clarify, we were there uh, Monday. It was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. Left a Friday morning, so we were there for four nights. Okay, four nights in June of 2014. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The 9th to the 13th, I think, were the dates. Right. All right. So we go down, and um, we turn up at this place. I won't reveal the location, um, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure John won't either. But it's no. in Southern Oregon. Uh, it, it's um, it's a wood. It's a wooded area, and, and, and the, the area where he has it is circular. I mean, there's a number of rules which, which he has, um, which we agreed to observe, um, and, we, and I'm glad we did observe them, actually, because I think it makes the story more credible. So we did not consume alcohol 
Um, and of course, we did not consume narcotics while we were there, and, and nor I, I would never consume them anyway. But I'd certainly consume alcohol. But you know what I mean. Hmm. Uh, nothing like that was the only. The only thing that we we had was tobacco. Um, I smoked, and John had these woodsman cigar things, and we had those as well. Oh, John, Jesus, what do you do? What is that? You know those backwards that come in the pouches? Yeah, I used to smoke them when I was 17. What do you, what do you do? I haven't matured at all. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. They keep away the mosquitoes. They're delicious, though. I'll give them that. They are really good. Eight bucks for a pack of them. Yeah. Keep away the bugs when you They're kind of like lemonade and uh, and hot dogs. They're good in the summertime. Vanilla flavored and licorice. Yeah. You smoke them in the summertime. They're nice. Okay. <laughs> you two sound like an advertisement for them. <laughs> well, they don't have those in England, apparently. No, they don't. really took a liking to them, so I had to buy a couple more packs. They are really yeah, good. They are, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So, 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 so we, go, we go down there, and at first, um, he, and, he, and he has this perimeter, and it basically works on a 24-hour clock. It's like a circle. So he'd go, um, it, when it gets dark, because everything happens at night, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and when it gets dark, he'd go, <clears throat> he'd, he'd, he'd play some music, and he'd, and he'd say, uh, and we were, me and John were, were, were teasing him a bit, because he was Whoa. playing this, like, like, lift music. Was it Kenny G music, John? <laughs> oh, elevator music, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like that's elevator. what we were really bossing his chops about, was the Kenny G stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we, were, we were, like, saying, we were, like, saying, well, there's no Bigfoot's going to come out, because, um, because you're playing this really shit music. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we were just, we were just teasing him. And, and, and then, um, he said to me, oh, he said to, said to me and John, oh, something like Bigfoot's at two o'clock or whatever. And I looked in, and I said, where? And I looked in these bushes and I could see nothing. Yeah, I couldn't see any yeah, Bigfoot. And I said to John, oh, it might be a long, we might be, have a long few days here because I can see frig all, you know. And I thought, yeah. oh, shit, I've wasted my time. Well, at least I had a good time at the Olympic project and I'm going somewhere else. And that was what I was thinking up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first night, if I can interject, the first, the first night and Adam's, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Matt, actually said the first night is generally slow, and it was. Mm. The first night was yeah, fairly it was quiet. Slow. Yeah, it, well, it was slow, to be fair. But then, then I mean, you had, you saw some the, a silhouette of something, didn't you? Uh, that was, I think, second night. One. Second night. It started okay. to pick up. Yeah, it started to kick up. So, 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 so the first night was really quiet, but the second night you saw a, so Do you want to describe that? Because you saw it and I did. Yeah, okay, so just to, 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 uh, so the first night pretty much nothing kind of happens. You're, you're, Not a lot. Yeah, okay. So quiet. Yeah, okay. Which, which he predicted. He said, yeah, you usually don't come out in the first night. Yeah. Uh, okay, for whatever. Yeah. Theoretically, they're probably getting used to you guys yeah, being there and stuff. Looking yeah. at us from afar or whatever. Right, we can surmise <laughs> that. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, so, and that's, Exactly what happened. It, it, we there was some activity on the suing night, so I was, which I'll let Adam uh, tell you about. But yeah, just to briefly describe the area without going into too many specifics, because I know they were uh, bound to a non-disclosure and <laughs> we're not. Well, it's not much so that we're just not well, doing it. Out yeah, here. and that that too. But it was uh, up a, an old logging road, a number of miles, was pretty pretty scary drive, and, and I use the word road in. You know, quotation marks. And, right. uh, it was really pitted and rutted and unused, and a lot of it was overgrown, and it was up a ridge. And so to the one side at the end of the camp, that's, when it ends, it goes, ends in kind of a circular area, which which Johnson has on his pictures of on his uh, site, so I don't think I'm giving any way, anything away too mm-hmm. much. But to the right side, you know, you can't really – you can't really uh, hike in very far before the – 
landscape falls away really steeply. To the left, there's some woods that are denser. You can hike in a little bit more, but again, it, you're on a ridge, so it starts to, to fall away again. So that was a kind of uh, the the geographic layout of yeah, the place, the terrain and, of the area. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, I did see some silhouettes silhouettes on the second night because we had a full moon at the end of the week, so the moon was very bright and it was very clear. And yes, through those woods to our left, the the trees were kind of backlit by the moonlight, and I saw figures moving between the trees. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I think you definitely have some activity going on up there. Yeah, this was the second. I didn't second. see the figures, but I heard yeah, it's by like twice. Yeah, I I didn't see them. I never saw them, but I heard bipedal sure. locomotion, yeah. and more importantly, I heard a grunt. Which, um, which, yeah. um, I, I'd only heard before in the North Cascades. Was that the morning so, on the third morning? Again? Was that the grunt on the third morning that was really Yeah, loud? yeah. So, oh, so yeah. we, we focused was, on the Bigfoot evidence. Yeah. Yeah, that was very loud and very primate sounding. And it came from well above our head, too. So it yeah, it did. So, so I had no problem saying that, um, uh, you know, saying, you know, I, had I heard something that sounded like possible Bigfoot activity, well, well, yes, I did, because um, I had heard bipedal locomotion. John had seen things. I hadn't seen things, but I'd certainly heard a grunt. And all of those things happened. So I had heard that, and I was, I was fine saying that. Hmm. Okay. So, that, so, so, so over the course of, this is like what, the second, second night, third second morning? Night it, we were hearing a lot. Okay, so you're hearing a lot on the second night. Noises, figure, I know, only twice, very briefly, in between the trees, I saw upright figure. What about smells? No, I no, not really. Um, okay. We got uh, some very large fingerprints on these bowls that he put out, really large. And Matt was very uh, conscientious about uh, showing us his the, preparing the foods for these gifting bowls. Yeah. He wore rubber gloves. He had us put down the bowls. Um, I don't think they were his fingerprints, and as big as Matt is, and he's like a six foot nine, about three hundred pounds. He's wow, a huge guy. Yeah, he was a NCAA basketball player. Nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, played against Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Wow, and all those guys. That's so, amazing. Yeah, big big dude. So, but these fingerprints were quite a bit bigger than his. Yeah, and they were very much finger and thumb prints. I found a very large footprint in the middle of the road. So. Which I took a picture of. I can send you if you like. Oh. But uh, okay, so you, you know, so, no, so there's some evidence that there's something going on up there. Sounds like his, it. Yeah, that his claims are have merit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, aside from you no know, smells, how about feelings? Not talking. I'm not talking about uh, sort of the, when things get super crazy, but just just initially here the second night when you're hearing the noises and you're and you're kind of catching glimpses. Were you, were you getting into any sort of was there any sort of psychological uh, effect at all where you, where you were like, you know, because they say sometimes in these situations uh, where people encounter Bigfoot that, you know, there's a heightened sense of fear and, 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 you know, people attach a lot to that. So I'm just wondering if there was any, if you perceived any psychological change uh, over the course of uh, all this going on leading into the big event. I think that's a good question. I, I think the answer is, is is no. I mean, I was, I was, I, I can only speak for myself and John obviously yeah, say I agree with Yeah, but, 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 no, I didn't, I didn't feel, I, I actually saw at the time, well, actually, well, maybe I'm actually going to see, finally see a hominid, you know, I was yeah. looking forward to it. 
I thought, well, I've got a couple more nights here. Maybe I'm going to see one of these things. Finally, after all these years of waiting to see one and being so close on several occasions, as you know, Tim, mm. I'm actually going to see one. So I was, I, I, and I didn't feel that. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't share the notion that all all these creatures are benign. I think that. Um, like any species, from men, dogs, cats, you have ones that are nice, ones that are not so nice. Exactly. You can even see that with your pet. Some of them are bad-tempered and some of them aren't. So I don't share the notion that they're all going to be, an entire species is going to be benign and wonderful. Um, But by the same token, in that specific location, I didn't feel in any danger from any of the things that I'd seen or or not seen but experienced so far. Okay. Neither did I. All right. So first night, not much happens. Second night, you're hearing noises. You're seeing uh, glimpses of stuff very fleetingly. Okay, so now we're on the third night. So what happens here on the third night? Well, this is this is the bit that um, I found yeah. very difficult to to deal with on several levels. Okay. Uh, and is this the big I'll, event? Is this one at all? Yeah, goes, okay, so this is the third night. Okay, I thought it happened four. last night. Okay. Oh, so two no, nights. No, it happened. These, these events happened for two nights. Oh, okay, uh, good. Okay. So, so and, I, and I explain, uh, and, and there's a reason they happened for two nights. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll see why. Okay, so night three. Here we go. Night, okay. night three. So we're, we're, we're doing our normal thing, and, and he has a... And we're just we're mooching around, and John and I are chatting, and he's playing some music. He's playing some better music this time. <laughs> and and we've used them about Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I see this down the down the down the the the, the road. Um, I see this. Um, there's this 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 horizontal horizontal light. It's like a strip. It's like a strip of of, of light. And I and it was about midnight or so, and I said to John, um, "That doesn't look natural. Um, it doesn't look like you know a real thing. Yeah. Um, what, what's going? You know, a natural thing. What's going on?" And you hadn't seen it the previous night. No. Okay. So, so, so it wasn't like something that was a house yeah. that you knew was there or something like that. No. Like no, there was absolutely not, no houses or anything okay. up here. So, no. So you were familiar, yeah, like where where it was coming from, in a sense. No houses, knew, no okay. people up there. It's There's really nothing there. Yeah. Um, and 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 um, and and we see this 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 strip of light, and then this thing starts for one of the better words, starts growing. You see all these lights coming off it, like crackling lights, mm-hmm. now, like a I mist. Can... Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. This is, uh, there's an entrance into the camping area, which ends, at the end of the road, ends in a circular area. And this was kind of at the, the entrance would be like the six o'clock position in the road. This was maybe uh, 150 feet, maybe like yeah. you know, 50, 60, maybe 60 yards or meters or so uh, up the road from the entrance so it wasn't immediately like right in front of us it was a little distance but not very very far okay so it's about 150 feet away from you guys yeah. And, yeah. and and adam before we continue uh just to con- i just want to make sure we get all as many details as possible in on this so yeah. you see the strip yeah. approximately how big was this horizontal strip of light i know it's tough because you're 150 feet away well, it's not very big it was like a beam yeah um it wasn't like very wide. It was like a strip of light. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind like, of like almost a mist to me at first, as yeah. I my eyes interpreted it okay. as kind of a mist, but it was glowing. All right. But yeah. It was, yeah. More or less, kind of a you know. But how big was the road? It? How big was it? Like three feet, two feet, six feet? The width Rup- of the road. Uh, oh. So what would you say? Uh, six, eight. Okay. Six to eight feet. Wide? Yeah. Not very. Not yeah. big. Big. Yeah. 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 Out, I guess. But, but but it kind of grew. 
Okay. You know, it was growing, and there were these lights. And, and there was yeah. like an arc, an arc of lights. You remember that, John? Yes, it kind of went like a shooting star over the road, and then there were some fl- kind of floating orbs and some flashes, like old-fashioned flash bulbs going off a few Weird. times. Yeah. Yeah, we were, around, we were around like, this glowing area. Yeah, we were like, what? What, what's going on here? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. We were like, what is going on here? You know, at first it was fairly dim, but then it hmm. gradually got brighter and brighter as we were yeah. looking at it. Okay, so it was almost the kind of thing where you're like, hey, look at that thing, that's weird, and then it just yeah, keeps getting weirder, and it's like, yeah, wait, okay, this is much. something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Okay, so the, so where's the where's Matthew Johnson during all this? Does he know, does he like, does he go, oh, that's the uh, XYZ or whatever? You know, he was more, we were hanging out more towards the 6 o'clock position, towards the back of the camp, sort of behind his uh, big Ford Suburban that he took up there, Yeah, drove us up there with, uh, because we were smoking. And Matt is doesn't like smoking, and he has asthma, and he said, stay in the back of the camp if you're going to smoke. So okay. we, didn't, we weren't smoking all night, and we weren't back there. He kind of makes it out like we were hanging out there all night. We were not. We were kind of circulating around the camp, but when we smoked, we went... You know, in deference to Matt, we went towards yeah. the back. Yeah. But you know, but this blob of light was up the road a little, a little ways, not real far, but okay. it's up, it's up ways. And it stayed where it was. It didn't yeah, it move. Didn't, no. It didn't move. It stayed where it was. Was he close enough where you could call out to him and be like, "Hey, get over here, dude. What's going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, did you or or what? Yeah. Jordan yeah. came okay. over and said, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> All right. Okay. Same as, so this was new to him too, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, and then I think it was about half two or thereabouts. Yeah, I'd say two thirds. Um, these yeah. things came out of this mist. Yeah. And this is the, this is the thing I really struggle with. The next bit, um, very hard. Um, he saw these things and he 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 um, he went off to bed. Um, but John and I and they weren't doing anything at first. They were just, they were just, um, they were just um, hanging around, hanging around. But the whole thing felt creepy, weird by that stage. It felt um, okay, hold oppressive. on, and we were like, we were like, what, what are those things? Yeah, we're talking about it, like, yeah. Okay, let me let me jump in. I got two. There's two things that I'm, I'm that are that are hurting my brain. Okay, so he sees this thing. He's never seen it before, and I really feel uncomfortable even sort of going here uh, because he's not here to really answer the question, but maybe he answered it to you guys. But it's like, this seems like quite the fantastical once-in-a-lifetime experience. Why is he going to bed when this he, happens? He didn't immediately go to bed. The first thing he said was he thought they were juvenile Sasquatch, and then, um, and then upon further look... He said, no, no, he said, no, those are not. And I'm like, no, they don't appear to be. So that was his impression, and then I don't want to take it from there, Adam. <laughs> well, he, I, I mean, the bottom line is, is he, I mean, we'll t- I, I'll, I'll talk about what he said about it later, but he, he went to bed. I don't really know. I mean, he, he'd driven a long way. Um, you could say he was tired, yeah? Okay. Because um, it took seven or eight hours to drive there, and by then it was half two in the morning. Um, uh, uh, but we, obviously he'd been there a few nights as well. So I, I don't know. He, he certainly was perturbed by them because he, yeah, he was. shouted down the road, you are not welcome here. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. and, and so he did challenge them. Um, uh, uh, and he did that on several occasions. Okay. Now let me just finish the other part that's, uh, that I want clarification on. So, so, so we're at this, there's this sort of, 
You see it's like a hovering horizontal sort of glow, a mist, mm. a glowing mist, let's say. Um, and these things come out of it. Uh, mm. for, you know, describe these things and how do they come out of it? Is it hovering in over the air so they just step out of it or are they just kind of like, I'm trying to get sort of the, figure out the locomotion of, uh, yeah, of this yeah, entity yeah, getting out of a hovering hovering glow cloud. ground level. Okay. All right. So they, they appeared, and, yeah. and, and they, they were, but they were static. And I, this is this is the anyway. By this stage, there's just me and John up, and me and John were talking about it, and we're going. I'm saying, um, well, I'm not going to go to bed. There's no way on earth <laughs> no. I'm going to bed with these things floating around. Yeah, right. whatever the yeah. whatever the heck they are, I am not going anywhere because. I, and, and I was thinking, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about here. the difference between fact and hypothesis later on. I think it's really important. But, you know, the fact is that we had seen them, and they had been, and the fact is that different, all three of us had seen them. And what, I, I was describing them to John as he was describing them to me because I, I was struggling to process what I was actually seeing. Mm -hmm. We both saw so, and described the same thing. Yeah, we were describing and, the same thing, and that, that, that was almost like a mental reassurance. So they were small, they were black. They were stocky, you know, well yeah. built. Mm -hmm. They were, yeah. they, they, they didn't, they were smooth. He described them with hair. They didn't have any, I didn't see any discernible hair. They were black. They had red eyes like dots, yeah? But they weren't actually doing anything at that point. They were, they were sort of, John, do you want to pick up this and then I'll tell the story of what happened? Yeah, there. John, give me, a, give me a description too of the, I heard, I heard Adam's description. Just flesh well, it out as much as you can, because I'm still, I've seen the pictures. How close? How they looked. That's not how they look. Okay. The picture, the picture, yeah. the, you could, I could see a head and a body, and I could see the arms, and I could see the legs, and they were stocky. They were, they were, go on, John. For lack of a better term, and I apologize to the midgets in the audience, but like a midget wrestler, like a, like a little, like well, a little sort that, of like build-up dude. That, that kind of denigrates the, the, I know, well, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I'm just trying to come up with like, like an Ewok. No, definitely no. not. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, Adam, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. <laughs> because Matt has, uh, on his uh, Facebook page, has occasionally referred to them as Ewoks. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, no, they it, definitely were. You're making them sound like they were cute and cuddly. Well, what's yeah. the closest, John? No, they weren't shaggy. What's like the closest approximation of this of this entity that you could make to something that I could put my mind to Alf? Uh -huh. You know, like, yeah, like help me out here. Now, I, 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 what, it's a black. What correlates with these things? Uh, they were short, uh, three, three and a half feet tall. Maybe. Okay. They were humanoid in that they had a head, a torso, two arms, two legs. They were bipedal. Okay. Um, they were black. I don't know if they had fur or if they were just black. It was, you know, it was dark, but there was a full moon and it was completely clear, not a drop of humidity. Anywhere that whole time we were up there it was beautiful weather, very clear nights. And the final night we were there was a full moon, so it was very bright moonlight every night we were there. So we we could see, see fairly well. Yeah, and it's but not it's possible not, that the blackness. Not like we got that up close and personal with them. I mean, they were right at one point kind of close to us. So we'll get to. So it. the blackness but, that's not that's were, not like a silhouette effect from no, the no, okay. No, they were definitely solid. They were they not were solid in any point. way. They were stocky, robustly built, uh, and they had the glowing red eyes, uh, kind of like Adam said, like kind of dots. Okay, so like a three-foot-tall black humanoid that you can't really discern any sort of fur or any sort of clothing or anything like that. No, just, uh, just I've, a, okay. I, and I've never seen anything like it. And yeah, yeah. You know, it's difficult to describe it in a way because there isn't anything 
I've ever seen that I can compare it to. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's why I'm trying yeah. to, like, struggle a bit with it. That's the whole point of what happened next. So, the big thing that, that happened... And how many uh, were there? Sorry, I, I feel bad. Two. Two, two. Yeah. okay. Because we keep and, saying and, they, and we didn't clarify that, yeah. And then the reddish glow, you may want to discuss that. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that later, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and so... so I mean, you. I'll just tell this bit, and then John, you, you you add some stuff if you want. So, so, so the the, the thing that I I really, you know, at that point, if I had just seen these things, and that had been it, I would have just said, fair enough, that was really weird. Yeah. Okay. But it was what happened next is the bit that I, I really have um, some difficulty processing, um, and I I had I I've really struggled with actually, and this is why it was traumatic. Um, so what happened next was John, because we, we kept talking, we're not going to go to bed, we're not going to go to bed. And then at, jo- at that point, John says, to shouts down the path, yeah, what are you going to do if we don't go to bed? Yeah. And then yeah, at he- that point, these two things, and they're in this like, um, they're in this like orange glow, there's this orange glow around them uh-huh. um, that, that, that they, they, they move in. They come rushing up the path, and I could see yeah. the aggression on the oh, yeah. on the lead one's face, and at scary. that moment, that moment, I thought, this is how this is how it ends. I mean, how do I fight these things? I'm, this is how I'm going to die. I'm going to die here in this bloody place. And you know, what am I going to do? I'll kick it in the head. Whatever. Well, how can I actually fight this thing? And the things are coming nearer. And it was, you know, I've been in some very bad situations in the past. You know that absolutely. You know, yeah. War zones, everything else. You know all the stuff I've done. Yeah. But it was the it was, I wasn't dealing with something. I wasn't dealing with a human with a gun. Yeah. Right, I right, with, right. I was dealing with uh, something that I'd never seen before that was attacking me. Yeah. And I could see its anger and it's that, that single distilled, those single distilled few seconds as they rushed up the path is the thing that I find most traumatic. They were yeah. right. They were going for us and they were, they were trying to attack us. I can't get and, it out of my head. Okay. Um, well then let me ask you this guys. Cause, uh, tell me how did, Give me as much detail as you can about, Adam, you said you could see the aggression in the face. What did the yeah. face look like then? Was it like a well, humanoid face? That. Was it like a Bigfoot face? What's that face look like so people can really really get it out there? Yeah, I could see a mouth that was grimacing. You know, like when someone's really angry yeah, on yeah. the face? It was pure anger I could see on this. You know, like when someone's really like... Yeah, yeah. Know, Any teeth? Yeah, I could, well, I could see a mouth, but I can't, I couldn't, I can't really define the teeth. I could just see the, you know, when someone's, someone's mouth is contorted in anger. Yeah, and uh, so I'm just trying, I'm just trying to picture yeah, this face. No, so glowing red eyes and an angry mouth. What about yeah. a nose, ears, any of that stuff? No, I couldn't see nose or ears. Okay. I could see no. the mouth. John? And I, I could see no. the eyes. No. And, 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 and it was, and it, and it comes rushing at us, and it's, and it's, uh, and it was bad, because it was, it was beyond my understanding to process right, what was happening. Right. But I thought, well, if, as it comes down to me, I'm going to fight it and I'll do my best, but I don't see how I can possibly do it. And then we swung, we, we swung our lights at them and they were really nearly on top of us. They swung our lights on and then they just disappeared. Hey, John, do you want to pick up? I mean, you know, add whatever you want to add at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. My initial reaction, when they showed up, you asked us earlier, if we felt any sense of dread when the Bigfoot were supposedly on the perimeter. Right. And and Adam said no, and I agree with him. Neither of us did. Um, But when this 
orb of light or whatever this this kind of blob amorphous kind of vaguely rectangular kind of blob came we both had a a, a very palpable kind of sense of dread yeah. when this thing yeah. showed up and when these things came out that much more it, it began to sort of glow in the center i guess we can get to that later and then they came out from the you know, there was kind of a reddish orange glow, and it came out from from that this kind of like kind of fiery glow. Um, but I, I, I after the sense of dread yeah. and fear, the, the, you know, we weren't terrified, but we well yeah. when they rushed us, we were. When we but rushed, they, <laughs> yes. But uh, did you did you ever consider before you antagonized them, John? And way to go with that move. But did yeah, you did you, <laughs> did you ever consider like did you ever turn to Adam and go let's get a close let's let's I mean I can't say you know dude look at I I I probably would have like shit my pants so I can't say that I you know I don't begrudge you for not doing this but did you ever consider the time being like let's approach this and go for let's go closer and see what the fuck's going on down there. Um. No. Or you may have considered yeah. it and quickly yeah. been like, no, nah, that's crazy. So. We, didn't run a, we, didn't we were at the perimeter, kind of at the entrance of the road, the 6 o'clock position. There's hmm. about 120, 150 feet or, you know, 50 yeah. meters or so for on, you know, <laughs> for our metric audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just most of the rest of the world. Um, and... It, they were they were kind of standing around, and Adam and I both had this very distinct impression. They were just kind of watching and waiting yeah. for us uh, to go to bed. That's that was what we both felt. Yeah. They were they wanted us because we were up later than normal that night. We had gone to bed one thirty two the first couple nights. Night number three, we stayed up, and it was about two thirty in the morning when we saw these this thing appear, this orb, this 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 glowing area. Okay, let me yeah, gonna, yeah, ask so. one more question here. Sure. And I, I mean, listen, folks, I'm pressing these guys as hard as I can, so, you know, I don't, and I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> but I want to know as much as possible about this in, in this situation, and I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, listening who do too as well. So, did you, beyond the nonverbal communication of the standoff and the aggression, did you ever experience any, uh, I wouldn't say verbal communication necessarily, but any sort of um, linguistic-esque communication? You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, any, I, I presume we, I would have known by now that if there was, like, words exchanged from their end, but any sort of, like, telepathic communication. Did you ever get any no. sense that there was some communication at work here between no. the two of you or the no. four of you, let's say? No, and there was no other activity of any sort other than these things going on. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So we never heard any of the bipedal locomotion, any of the other things. We just heard these things. It was just these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We and were watching them. They were watching us. Yeah. yeah. Kind of okay. seemed as if they were kind of waiting for us. Or, you know, uh, we, we, we felt like they just wanted us to go to sleep. I mean, that's, that was our impression, both of us. Yeah. And, then, okay. and then they came toward, you know, then, you know, at that point we were sort of watching, you know, we didn't want them to enter the perimeter of the camp, obviously, and we were, and they were looking at us, we were looking down the road at them, and then at the point where I, I challenged them, I don't know, I got, I got angry. I kind of, the fear passed and I got angry because, hmm. oh, we can get into this later if you like, but I, I don't think this is the first time I've seen these things. And and I said, these 
freaking things are back after, you know, I saw them, you know, something, things very similar as a kid. And, and I walked forward, I got angry, and I started to walk down the path, and Adam's like, said to me, like, don't walk any further, you know, and I, I stopped, and I said, and that's when I kind of challenged him, I said, hey, well, you know, we're not going to go to bed, how about that, we're going to stay up all night, and, you know, we're not going to let you do what you want to do, or something to that effect, Yeah, that's, at that point. That's and that's when they, they attacked, and, then they, and they were going for us, they properly were, they going for us. us. Okay, so they're rushing they're you, rushing. you use the flashlight, that makes them dis- dissipate, they just disappear. No, I know, it, it, it sounds totally ridiculous, but that, you know, I'm treating it with, with the utmost respect because no, of what no, they said. I, uh, no, no, it's that fine. sounds ridiculous, and I rebuked them in the name of Jesus Christ because I thought I heard that something to do. To I've do. heard that before, yeah, yeah it couldn't hurt. I was like, you know, we rebuke you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know. I mean, we didn't know what to do, really. Right, exactly. You're in a completely, completely, no pun intended, alien territory here. Yeah, absolutely. Prior experience with that. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's interesting we talk about what happened later on, but if we get through the story, then, 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 then I'll talk about what I think there might be, and so will John. Yeah. But, 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 but the, 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 that, we were amazed that the, that the, um, that, that, that they'd just gone, and it was like, Nothing had happened. And the, and the and the glow cloud, for lack of yeah. the orb, that that's gone too. Yeah, when you flash, it's all gone. Okay. Switch Bang, off. nothing. Okay. And then, um, lo and behold, the whole thing started up again from the same point. Yeah, yeah? we were timing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So the mist started, and the the the, the, the eventually, um, these things were trying to come out, and we shine the light, and then they disappear, and we kept doing it, and it felt like they were trying to get through it, and. We timed it, yeah, and it took, on average, I think it was about four minutes. Is that, is that Before, fair, John? Yeah, the mist would, like, reform and, and start to glow, and then it would get brighter, 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 and then the things would reappear. So it was almost like it was powering up. Right, right, right. It was, it was weird. Okay, this is all on the third night, right? At least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, third, yeah. And then now here's... Repeat the next night. This is hindsight being twenty twenty again. This is sort of like, I don't begrudge you for not doing this. But I feel like if I was in... I. I'm not going to say if I was in this situation. I'm like I said, in hindsight being 2020, perhaps a, an interesting way of approaching this would be, you know, if anyone else listening ever gets into this situation, would be you realize the light seems to stop these things, so then you sort of edge closer and closer to get a better look because you know you have the off switch somehow with the light that you can use to protect yourself. And I realize that's we're talking about this is an insane story. We're talking about an insane idea. So it's yeah. not like I don't blame you for not doing it, but it's like in a in an ideal world that might be would have, would have been the next thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't really well, we know expect that. an answer to, yeah, from you guys about that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, we kept doing that. Well, that's what we did. We kept doing it to stop them from um, to stop them from coming through. Right, but I mean, like, once you realize it would stop them, I would go from 150 feet to like 50 feet so I could get a better look at what the hell this was because I knew well, you, I knew I could right. shut it off. But again, I'm saying this as a dude sitting in his office in Boston, so it's it's a lot easier for me to be like, ah, oh, you should have thrown a rock at them, you pussies. You know, well, it's like there's no. At that stage, they'd attacked us. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you tried to imagine attack. having seen what something like that that's actually attacking you. Yeah. Um, I wasn't real keen in, in repeating that experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. no, no, absolutely and, fair and, enough. Yeah. And 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 also as well, what I'd say is, the the the, the flashlight for some bizarre reason seemed to seemed to make these things disappear, but there was no guarantee that that would keep on working. Right. Right. Point, at one point, that mist stuff um, on the on the fourth night 
it went really fast, like they were rushing. Oh. I mean, this is all this is all conjecture, but they were like rushing to open it quickly. So you know, it was only it was it was it felt like a temporary measure. It wasn't solving the problem. It was just yeah. pushing it back. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's the third night. You guys stay up all night, sort all of night playing night. cat and mouse with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it felt like a battle. Yeah. Didn't it, yes. John? It did. It did. It did. Okay. Let's... I think if we had gone to sleep, go ahead, John. They would have entered. I think they would have entered the perimeter, and who knows what they would have done to us while we were sleeping. I don't know if it's anything, you know, physical or if it's something, I don't know, psychological, subconscious. Well, you know, that that's all conjecture. Right? Yeah, but they wouldn't have. They were not. A, they, they were up to no good. <laughs> they weren't yeah. nice. It seems that way. Okay, now let me. Well, that was our impression. Yeah. Okay, let me. Okay, so we're we're about to start the fourth day and night. So you guys have been up all night. So what do you just sleep like all day on the fourth day and, and prepare no. to do shit? Okay. No, uh, Matt took us uh, jet boating down the Rogue River, which was a lot of fun. And nice. We got a nice. Uh, yeah. So we we did some fun shit during the day. Yeah, we we did some shit we did, on your show. <laughs> yeah, you can say anything you want. But the, okay. the thing about it is, it, the, the day <laughs> the day felt really different to the night. Yeah, so huh? all of this stuff happened. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing because in the day it's all normal. Yeah, right. Um, at night is when it all changes. You know, and, and one of the questions that you know you, people may ask is why go back a second night uh, after having this scene? Right. Thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Like why the hell do you just go home and that? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the answer oh. to the question is. Because because one of the things I was very conscious of, even though we'd had a corroborative description um, through three different people, and even though um, we'd had this interaction, I wanted to make sure that there was no element of hallucination, you know? Mm. So I wanted to, because it was easy to think, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a hallucination, we'd had this interaction, but it only happened once, and then all of a sudden it was like, and it was like it had never happened, you know? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I felt in myself that it was important that I went through it Again, right? You kind of um, want to see if it'll happen again. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see if it would happen again because I had difficulty, even I had difficulty understanding and believing what I'd actually seen on that night. You know, it was very difficult to to, to actually believe. Yeah. yeah? Now, okay. Um, the obvious question here, from a skeptical point of view, uh, and I'm sure you've been asked this question. Just give me sort of the rundown, the state of any uh, recording equipment that you could have documented all this. There's no photos. There's no sound of this going on. So we have no. Why didn't you guys have any of that? Any of that? Uh, you know, uh, working at the time. Yeah, and, uh, and, I, and I think you, you know, for, for my own self, I, 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 t- I mean, we'll talk about this later. But I, 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 I did not talk about this for for, for months after right. the event. Yeah, um, except with. Um, a couple of people, and I had really difficulty even talk about it to myself. So I find it very difficult, a very difficult um, account to even get out, even as late as, as, as this year. And I think I regret not taking a photograph and things like that at the time. But my my main interest was was living, and I never thought I'd talk about it anyway. I thought, well, this is too, this this I I can't prove what happened to me. No. I can't measure yeah, this. Um, I can't. I, I all like this is, and it's too weird. To talk about, I mean, you know, a lot of people would say, "Well, you're crazy if you talk about this stuff." You know, there's no way. So, I thought, "Well, I'm never going to talk about this. Maybe when I'm an old man and I'm sat in a rocking chair, let me tell you this story." Right. But I never had any notion that I'd end up talking about this. Certainly, certainly not for many years. And I also wanted to do other research and see if I could find anywhere else where these things had happened, or there was any other accounts. But, but, um, but, but no, there was, and, and that, you know. 
if you looked at this situation objectively, you'd say, well, there's no tangible evidence of this. There's mm. a corroborative account, mm -hmm. but there's no, no, nothing tangible that can be me measured and replicated. And anybody who said that would be right. Um, Absolutely. But it wasn't about that then. It was about me, uh, and, and John will speak for himself, but it, for me, it was about me um, processing and trying to understand what had happened and seeing if it, ha it would happen again. And that was as far as I wanted to take it then. You know, it was, it, I'd had enough of it, but I was just going to thought, well, I'll just get, see if I can get through another night. And as soon as the shit started to happen again on the fourth night, I was like, you idiot, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay, so no, there's no photographs, no... No, there's, not, there's nothing. No, there's, I don't know, it was, it was very dark. I mean, I don't know if we would have uh, been able to... Yeah. Uh, ...get any clear pictures of anything. Right, right. Okay, that's disappointing, but we'll we'll continue on here. So, I, I mean, I know there's no photographs. I would have seen them by now, but I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I, and, I wish and, you guys had, you know, yeah, done something to, to document but, this in yeah, a way that. I would, because yeah, it was a, no concrete proof. There's no, there's no proof. Well, I mean, that's one of well, that would be one of my points at the end of this when we talk about what 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 we saw and what we witnessed. There isn't any proof. Right. I mean, uh, and, and it's important you make that distinction. You know, Matthew's described the, 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 my um, comments at the end of it all as definitive proof that these things exist. Well, it's not definitive proof. Uh, it's a fact that these things, that, 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 that this, this thing happened. Hmm. It's not proof of anything no, because it not. can't be substantiated. It can't be measured. It yeah, can't be, exactly. It can't be replicated. All we have it's, right it's, now is a fantastic anecdote. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a fact. It, it, it's something that's unique. It, it, it's it's got substance in in insofar as it's a corroborative account mm. by yeah, three different three people. people. Agreed. Uh, who witnessed the same thing, which is very unusual in itself, and, and what actually happened is very unusual. And people are either believe believe um, it or not. But but it, it whatever you do, it's not it's not no. a notion of proof. Okay. I don't, and neither Adam and I claim it to be. And I certainly understand people who think we're making it up, or but you know we really don't have any motivation. I mean, it, I'm going to write an article about this. Hopefully, have that out in the next few days, and it might result in some more hits on my blog. And you know, I don't make any money from my blog. Adam, <laughs> this is going to only be bad for Adam. Right. And, right. and I've, I'm very cognizant cognizant of that. Um, it's not going to help his his career, at least in f as far as Bigfoot them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll get into that we'll in, get in a moment. Let's later. let's wrap up the the story here. So we're on okay. the fourth yeah. night. Uh, so fire away, boys. Night. And and then you know a similar. I think you know the upshot of, of the fourth night is a similar a similar thing happened. Um, yeah. I, I, and <laughs> I think I think you know these things were, were coming out. I, I think you know one of the we things sensed. that I, I I would add is that we could see through this mist. There was like yeah. a red glow within it. And in yeah. this mist, when I looked through it, and John, if you want to add any detail or you correct me, that's fine. I could see what looked like, um, I could see a red glow within it. And then within that red glow, I could see a tree. But the tree was gnarled. And you know, like a tree looks in December, uh, when it's browbeaten in the, in the wind, it looked knackered for want yeah. of a better word that's a British mm -hmm. phrase but it looked twisted so yeah. you, I mean you can speculate well, did these things come from from them are they extraterrestrial um, 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 interdimensional and, and I want to talk about that later mm. but but that's what I could see yeah and I could see that really clearly and again yeah. I was like shit because uh, I mean, there was some dark humour with it because 
you know, me, me and John joked that if this was some sort of horror film or whatever else, that you'd be like saying, I don't believe this shit. It's way too weird. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, like the truth uh, is stranger it, than fiction, yeah. The few yeah. times that I've commented on this, I felt compelled uh, to comment a couple times on uh, Dr. Johnson's uh, team, Squatching USA, I think it is, his, his uh, page on Facebook. And, mm-hmm. and just because, you know, I, you know it's not that his... his uh, Descriptions are totally off, but at all, but I uh, disagree. But you know, we have a little different perspective on what these things were, and I, and I and I said there, and I think maybe a couple other places, in the the few times, handful of times that I commented on it was, I, I really would have thought I was hallucinating if I was by myself. Yeah. But we had three people, three adults that were all looking at at the same thing and describing it the same way. Right. And and. I remember when the second one appeared, it was on the edge of my lips, but I didn't say it. And Adam said, there's a second one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's seen it too. Right. <laughs> like, I see what you're saying. Have I seen another yeah. one? Yeah, exactly. And then they start, when they started running up the road at us, I'm like, they're coming at us. And Adam's like, they're, they're, they're charging us. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're, we're seeing the same thing. Because it's very easy to say, well, I'm going nuts or I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hallucinating. But when you have other people looking at the same thing and describing it the same way, it's, you can't dismiss it. It's not some sort of mental issue. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's very, very, very hard to process. But that's, yeah, that's the story much. in a nutshell. And then we can talk about. Um, what we found and what we saw, but I don't know if there's anything you want to add, John, or... So just sort of fill in the details on that fourth night. So what exactly happened to you guys? The the same sort of thing happened? These things kept coming out of the 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 orb and then charging at you? Well, we had a very lovely day uh, jet boating, and we had a nice dinner, and uh, Matt uh, picked up his uh, seven-year-old son, Grady, uh, and brought him up there. And... We had a nice day. We got back to the campsite, and I don't know. I, I, I personally, I felt a, a very a kind of a sense of oppression or dread, or I, I felt like something was going to happen, and maybe it was just based on the uh, activities of the night before. But yeah. uh, at one point, Adam and I were kind of laughing because the kid was on the phone with his mother, uh, Matt's son, and he was kind of like, I love you, Mommy. <laughs> And John goes, it was like a horror movie. (laughs) John goes, John goes at that point, oh shit, we're doomed. The kids just said goodbye to his mum. That's what happens in all these horror films. (laughs) But there was definitely, don't you think, Adam, a a, a sense of kind of, it's like a a, a portent. Yeah, it was, yeah, completely. And the whole night, again, I mean, you know, it felt like, I mean, I I felt a number of emotions, if you're asking me how I felt, because John and I sat down, and we brought these chairs, and we sat down opposite this this thing, this this mist in it down the road, and we were flashing these lights and pushing it back and flashing these back, and it felt like a battle. And I also, and, and weirdly, I, I sort of felt a feeling of disappointment in the sense that I remember saying to John, I, I didn't sign up for the extraterrestrial battle with creatures from another world <laughs> show. <laughs> I went to see a, a frigging Bigfoot. I didn't want to. I didn't sign up for this crap, you know. It was yeah. like, <laughs> It was like not what I wanted. It was not what I wanted. And I thought, oh, no, what is this? What is going on here? I mean, they were not friendly things. Um, no. they, 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 um, they were 
deeply unpleasant. Yeah, and, mm. and and there was nothing else around when they were there. I mean, you can say, you, you know, they 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 were deeply unpleasant, and that that that's it. Okay, so this fourth night is essentially a replay of. Was there anything yeah. different on the fourth night aside uh, from your own sort of familiarity with the situation? The floating water bottle. Well, yeah, I didn't see that. You saw yeah. that. So you described that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in, in talking to Matt Johnson, he's experienced supposedly, from what he says, uh, some other kind of strange phenomena up in that area. Um, we were. Well, we, we, there was a bear at one point in the, that had gotten to the campsite, and we actually saw it up the uh, trail that's at the entrances at the 12 o'clock position. And Matt carries with him a 44 Magnum, Magnum big, big nickel-plated Magnum. And he said, well, I'm going to bed, guys. Uh, he says, here's my, you know, I'm not going to stay up all night with you guys again tonight, so here's my 44 if you see the bear or anything else. Shoot it. <laughs> so he was showing us how to use his 44 Magnum. This was like around uh, late afternoon, almost dusk. We had just gotten back from our daytime activities. And the three of us, Adam and Adam and, uh, and Matt, are facing each other. I'm facing back to the 12 o'clock position. And there's a, Matt has a bunch of these folding tables set up where we have, you know, various stuff, you know, food stuffs and, and uh, he does his gifting bowls out on these tables. Uh-huh. So we had a, a, like a case of, you know, water water bottles, plastic water bottles. And I hear one, you know, the sound of a water bottle when it hits the ground. It's kind of like that crunch, yep. you know, the plastic and the swoosh of the water. Uh-huh. I, I hear this thing land at my feet. And we're standing about 20 feet in front of the, the table where the water bottles are. His son is sitting in this big, giant, oversized chair that... Matt bought at a local store, <laughs> like a camping, folding camping yeah. chair, chair. The kid's sitting next to me. I turn around, like, this water bottle's, like, at at my heels. I, I heard it land and hit the ground. And the kid is looking at me with real wide eyes, Matt's son. And he goes, that water bottle just flew off of the table by itself and, and landed on the ground. <laughs> so Dr. Johnson says, oh, it was one of the squatches they... They were cloaking, and they, you know, they're probably having some fun with this. Basically, they threw it over there. So, but this thing, there was no water bottle near where, there. The kid didn't have a water bottle. They were over on the table, like 20 feet in front of us, and this thing came off the table and landed, like, right right behind me, like, almost at my heels. Weird. Yeah. So, there's, there's some kind of activity going on up there, whatever that may be, but... Kind yeah. of what you might categorize in the, as paranormal. Okay. No, I think it's fair to say that he didn't think he didn't think um, that there was there was any danger. He thought because oh, no. he 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 said to, he said. Um, well, he brought his well, son up there, so I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, no, no, that, that's one of the things we'll talk about. But but he said, um, well, I had a dream last night, and um, in my dream, the juvenile Sasquatch spoke to me and said that it was all fine and these were friendly. And I said, well, that's not my experience. I mean, what happened was that these things charged us. They weren't friendly. They were trying to get at us. But he said, oh, no, you've just misunderstood. These, these are actually friendly guardians or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they weren't friendly. <laughs> there was no. no way on earth they were Besides, friendly. Okay. Black things with glowing red eyes, I, I don't think are usually friendly. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean to be uh, racist or anything, but or anti-demon, but yeah, that those those things just certainly didn't look yeah look nice. Okay, they looked uh, on on the hostile. Let's say. Yes. Okay, and, so and that's yeah. one of his his things that he said. Well, because they you know they looked the way they did, that you know they assumed that they were evil, but you know. They behave evilly as well, is what you're well, saying. Yeah, they, they and, and it was almost a palpable sense, right, Adam? Like, you know, when they showed up, ooh, it was a feeling. Yeah, it was, it was very important. Okay, so just to finish up the story. So you guys have the same sort of experience the second night. This portal opens. These things are coming out. Uh, you're, be- you're keeping them at bay. Um, and well, then, I'm not saying portal because I don't know what it was. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, I keep was, saying yeah. portal, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a doorway of sorts, we think, for these things. So I guess. Well, it, we don't know. I mean, that's, that's true. That's, well, we'll get into that. I just want to finish the story. So then mm-hmm. the next day, you guys, you're done with your expedition. You leave uh, Soha, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much That's how it all kind of went down? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you were like. Now, Adam, you said you didn't think you'd ever talk about this, but now you guys are. Or are are talking about it, so yeah. I don't, well, we're, now we're kind of in the next stage, I guess, of the sto- of the whole thing in a way. It's like, well, what do you think? What do you think happened there? What do you think these things were? It's all conjecture at this point. Like, like you said, it's important to to separate, you know, fact from conjecture. And like, what we all we know right now is that you guys saw this mist, this orb, and these two entities emerge. Uh, you know, over the course of a couple nights, and they at times showed aggression toward you guys, and they could be held at bay with with light. I think that's the basis. The be- that's, that's the facts yeah. that we we can establish based on what you both experienced. That's a very good synopsis. Yeah, that's okay. exactly right. So yeah, so I left, and then I went off to the Sierras, and John went back. Um, and, and and then when I got home, I I I found it very very difficult to talk about at, at all. I mean, I because yeah. it was very traumatic. I didn't want to talk about it, and I told I told Matthew Johnson I didn't want to talk about it. I said, look, I'll talk about the Bigfoot stuff. I'm not talking about that. Um, there's no proof of it. Um, it can't be substantiated. And, um, you know, we just look, it's just an uphill battle to try and convince anybody, and for what benefit? Right. Yeah. What, what, what I wanted to do was, was, was go and get other evidence and, I, 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 and, and try and investigate that. And I've started to do that slowly, and I have. But, and, and you know, next time we talk, um, I'll, 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 t- I'll articulate more of what I've done. But, but the, because it's still ongoing. But the, um, at first I didn't, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it for months, apart from, apart from to a couple of people. And then I talked about it in the pub one time. I remember, um, months later with, 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 a, with a few of my friends who were not remotely interested in this sort of thing. And yeah, there was this yeah. silence, and it wasn't because they didn't believe me. This silence, then it was like. Uh, okay, anyway, I just <laughs> right, came right. last night, you know, it's like, yeah, too weird, it's too weird for, 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 for people to process, and it, and it, and it was, you know, because, as, as John and I, John and I were saying, how do you, how do you rationalize to normal people going about the business, oh, well, what did you do, well, there was this battle that me and my buddy fought with these creatures from right, the dimensional right. world, we did that for a few nights, and we, mm-hmm. we nearly died, but we managed to get through it all, blah, 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 how do you explain that to people without seeming like a fruit loop, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to, to articulate. And I didn't want to talk about it because yeah. of that single, um, that single thing where I talked to you about um, how they tried to attack us and they were going up the path. And it was because, of, as I said, I couldn't rationalize it with any of my own experiences in the past. Mm. It wasn't a guy with a gun. It wasn't an animal. These, these things, and, I, and, and, you know, I play back in my head that moment when I thought, well, we're going to die here. 
So I didn't, I yeah. didn't want to talk about it right, at all. Right. No, you know, no. forever. <laughs> wow. For years, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, um, a traumatic incident. Yeah. Okay. So now I don't want to make, I don't want to make a, I don't want to get in the midst of a, of a Bigfoot battle here, but essentially you guys kind of had your, your hands, uh, uh, your hands were kind of tied on this. The, the, the story came out, let's say. Yeah. yeah. The story came out and so now you were kind of, you, you, I know you've been under a lot of pressure, Adam, just to yeah, tell the, the story. story came out. I, I didn't, I didn't know if the story was going to come out. Um, Matthew Johnson talked about his version of it with yeah, the, about the of the Guardian and Portal, all that lot. As a, a conference he held and I didn't know he was going to talk about it. No. And the very next day my inbox was full of, yeah. of stuff about it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I still didn't want to talk about it. But ever since, every, nearly every day, I, I get messages in my, my, my Facebook page, or tell us about this, tell us about that. And I, and I thought, oh, I'm not going to be coerced into talking about it. Exactly. I'll talk about it when I'm ready. The whole world looks at me. Dallas, Tampa, Charlotte, Greensboro, Tokyo, Melbourne. I am your champion. Learn to like it. You're listening to Banal of America Audio. I am Space Mouth. I'm styling a profiler. Kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Limousine right, jet flag, son of a gun. Woo, woo, woo. I have, uh, and, and, and John can correct me if he thinks, but I have a fundamental difference of opinion of what these things are. No, you, know, you and I are on the same page. Yeah, and, and, and well, I don't we think... We were up all night with these things. Yeah. Two nights two, in a row. Two nights in a row. And, and I think, you know, it's difficult. What, what, what could they be? Now, there are, there are several things. It's a fact that these things happened to, this happened to us. This incident happened. So the rest of what 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 um, you may have, um, I may think, is a hypothesis. Right, exactly. We established the facts important. moments ago, as far as the facts of, the facts of what happened. You know. Yeah, that's what happened, and and and, and people either believe it or they don't. You right. Know, I don't care. Right. I'm not standing for the Bigfoot party. I don't care. I'm not standing for the alien or whatever. Exactly. So, 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 but, but that's what happened. Take it or leave it. Right, and right. I'm trying to approach it. this like in the most logical way possible here. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, Adam? Or yeah, like. Yeah, we need to. We, we need to. Uh, as crazy as it is, we need to apply some sort of like uh, yeah, logic to this insane logic. story. So we we established that these are sort of the the facts of what you guys experienced. That's what you're yeah. saying you experienced. So now, what do you think? Having had over a year now to sort of uh, contemplate this, um, and you know, what, is, what, what what's your takeaway on what went down those two nights in uh, in Southern Oregon? Well, I'll say mine, and then John will obviously say his. Sure. I mean, my 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 take on it is is well, first of all, as a starting point, I don't know. I can't be sure. Right. So anything else is is, is conjecture. So mm-hmm. hypothesis. Well, the first thing you might say is, well, it was a hallucination, but I don't think so. Um, it was corroborated by three different people. We weren't under the influence of anything else. Yeah. Um, the, the events we described, we described John and I described concurrently as they were happening to us. Um, the, the feelings were very real. Um, I, we even replicated it on a second night purely to see if that was the case, and it wasn't. So, so I don't think it was a hallucination. Uh, the next thing is, well, you know, then you come, then you come into, into the possibilities of quantum physics and what these things might be. Now, when I was a child, the idea of, of multiverses and different um, universes and different dimensions was, was, was almost akin to Nostradamus. These days, scientists talk about them quite openly. They talk about the fact that they're, they are, um, uh, um, you know, there are different, they are different, there are different dimensions and there are um, worlds beyond us. 
it seems to me that these things seem to have some sort of technology that was, was, was far superior to us. I certainly don't think that they were after a peanut butter sandwich from a gifting bowl. That doesn't make logical sense at all. Yeah. They were real, real tangible things. So they were after something. But I don't think it was after food or anything else. Um, I, I don't know what they were after, but something with superior technology wouldn't be going for, 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 for a food bowl. Um, it doesn't seem logical to me. Now so, let me jump in here, though, and ask you, you say technology, but part of, part of me feels almost like this is some kind of a natural occurrence. Well, well that might be another so tied to the place. Possibly. That might be another hypothesis, and we'll, I'm just breaking down okay. a couple Got of it. things. Sorry. So, 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 the, if it's a technologically superior thing, then I also I don't think something like a Bigfoot would possess it. I mean, the Bigfoots would be um, wandering around in a forest, banging a tree with a stick. Um, they're not going to have interdimensional. Why would they bother again if they had interdimensional technology or whatever you want to call it? Why would they be? Why would they be hanging around in a forest? You don't know. I'm just speculating. Right, so, right, right, right. And 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 to make things even stranger, it's like entirely possible. We haven't even really sort of established this, and it needs to be said. Uh, you know, in the in the little graphic I made, you know, I called it the Soha Bigfoot Portal. It's like we don't have any based on what you guys experienced. The fact that you were there looking for Bigfoot is just circumstantial to the right. fact that these this happened. There's no yeah. connection whatsoever, aside from the fact that you were in an area that is allegedly a Bigfoot habituation zone. And, and I guess the point I want to make is, like, these very well could have been, folks may laugh, but it's like, what are the odds? It's like, maybe these are two interdimensional Bigfoot researchers who, who, you know, the Adam Davies and John Carlson of, of, of the other dimension who were like, shit, there's someone else here doing research too. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know exactly the motivation or what, why these things were there. We'll never know yeah, that. I, I, I we can only speculate to, right now. I think you have to consider all possibilities. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, I, I, so, so some of the, so, so some of the hypotheses you might make, uh, are, are more are going to be more radical than, than others, but mm-hmm. what I'm also trying to do is, is extrapolate what I think might be reasonable in the circumstances. Yes. So, so, so if I if I go with the assumption that these are um, extraterrestrial, um, uh, interdimensional, whatever you call aliens, then they have superior technology to us because they're able to do something that we 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 can't do, and technologically we're like children to them. You know. Yeah. They're much more advanced than us, so their motivations are questionable. But you can't—I don't think I can say um, that re- reasonably that they would—they would be looking for, a, for, for, for food mm. on that basis if they had that sort of technology. Right. So their motivations must be something else, and I don't yeah. know what those might be, but they must be something else, and that's what I'm trying to seek to explore. Um, th- there was certainly a malevolence about them. I mean, John has—John is more theologically minded than me. I think it's fair to say. So, yeah. so he'll—he'll talk about those sort of things, but. What I, what I was then interested in is, when I consider that, from my own point of view, the most likely hypothesis is that they are real, um, that they have some sort of agenda um, that involves people. I mean, it, I can't say that there wouldn't be a connection with other creatures around there, because clearly they're in that place. Yeah. Um, then you, you sort of think, well, are there any other accounts? Now, I've had at least three other accounts uh, from people who have described um, these sort of um, mist and glow and things like that in their area. I've been to one. I'm not going to name that person because I haven't got their permission. And I'm going to go to another one very soon where somebody has said that this thing has happened to them. And they didn't know what I've described 
tonight because I'm only talking about it publicly yeah. to you for the first time. You, you see what I mean? That's right. So, 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 so I'm investigating all of that to see if you can pick up a pattern of behavior and motivation as to what these things might have. Mm. But the, the starting point is, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm working on hypotheses. Um, those hypotheses could well be wrong, but I'm, what I'm trying to do when I'm trying to make sense of this stuff is go through what the most logical extrapolation of the facts are and trying to understand their motivation. And I might never get to the bottom of it. No. I yeah. might never because, you know, these things might be so far away from, from, from our, our knowledge that it, it might never be. And there is no proof. There is nothing I can measure and nothing I can show to other people objectively to analyze mm -hmm. of what actually happened. Right. What I have got is a corroborative account, a very real and very unpleasant and harrowing experience, the worst experience of my life yeah. that happened to me at that time. And, 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 but what I need to work on and what I am doing is, is trying to make sense of it. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've been forced to talk about it because I, I, I'm getting, I've been had that much pressure about it yeah. that um, eventually I popped, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we wanted to discuss it because, you know, I mean, we're, we're not disagreeing for the most part with Dr. Johnson, but... He definitely has a different view of what these things were, but it's a little unfair because he he went to bed and he did, he was not all up all night with these things. He wasn't uh, he wasn't there when this happened, and he, no. and, he, and, he's, and he and he and he's dismissed what we said. Yes, he and, has. Uh, which is his right, but he's talked about the fact that they're guardians and all this lot. But that doesn't that isn't doesn't bear to me any relation to what I, what I experienced and what no. John's personal experience was. No. Yeah. No, well, you and I are on the same page. These things yeah. were... Well, John, what do you think uh, went down that night in Southern, those nights in Southern Oregon? You know, uh, I, I'm with Adam. I've been kind of obsessing over it and trying to make sense of it. It was a fairly traumatic experience. It, re it really was. And... Um, as Adam said, I, I may be coming at it from a little bit more of a theological point of view. I was raised a very devout Catholic, and <laughs> I was lapsed for much of my adult life, and it's kind of brought me back to my faith a little bit. Because really? In, yeah, in, in trying to discern what all this really meant, what, what I, I think it was, and in my studies, and I have really been doing a lot of reading and, and, and soul-searching, and <laughs> it, it's really been something that has uh, has been on my mind quite a bit, and I think they were demonic, and I know Doc Johnson very is very much against that point of view, because I think he feels that if, he's, he's very, he, he's of the opinion that the Bigfoot, or as he likes to call them, the uh, forest people that live in this area are benevolent and that they are across the board benevolent, which I I don't think I agree with. I'm on Adam's side with that, but maybe the ones in, in his area are. But uh, I think maybe he thinks that by association, these things, uh, you know, if we call them evil, then by association, we might be calling his forest people evil. And we're, we're not. I mean, we didn't get that sense, that palpable sense of dread and foreboding and and evil that we did when these things showed up. Yeah. Then when uh, Adam and I both feel pretty strongly that those we, well, there were some Bigfoot on the per perimeter of the site. Those those first, you know, third, fourth, and fifth, or second, third, and fourth night. 
Um, but these things, I think, may have been demonic entities. I don't know beyond that hmm. specifically what they were, but um, I certainly don't think they were anything that were uh, were on our side. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, they weren't on our side because they blew went for us. <laughs> no, no, they they charged us at that point, and they were they were heading right at us. What? They were running up the road, and and Adam said, "Um, they're charging at us." And I'm like, "Okay, you know." Again, it was one of those things was on the edge of my lips. I'm like, "Yeah, they are." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they started to pick up speed, and then they were like almost in front of us, and we hit them. And they disappeared. So I, I don't. They were definitely were not anything that were good, and I, and I think they were. They were demonic, and, and another interesting thing is they were they were moving within this reddish orange glow that we saw, and in some of my my studies on demonology, in fact, I came across an interesting quote by Saint Thomas Aquinas, and it said, uh, and, and he's quoted and, and used quite a bit in uh, in uh, the study of demonology and exorcism. It says they carry the fire of hell with them, and that's a quote by Saint Thomas, and and like these things were, you know, this this orangey glow went with them as they moved. And like, you know, I don't think I think these things were demonic. Yeah, that's my my personal opinion. Well, my, my, I find, my, my, you know, I just I, I don't know, and I want to investigate. I don't further. know either. Right, right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, you're sharing your just opinion. Conjecture on my part. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, these are all hypotheses because um, we don't know, and I think it's I think it's okay to say I don't know. I think it's okay to say Absolutely. we don't deal I with don't certainties. Know. We don't I, know. I will say we, that first and foremost, I don't know. This is all just conjecture. So, it's, so it's, we, we, we're trying to make sense of what happened, and, and, and it's very difficult to, to make sense. So your, your question from a qualitative sense is, where do we take this story? Well, we take this story by doing, for, by doing further research. You know, and there are precedents, I, I, you know, yes, when you, there are. With, with, with the ones I'm investigating, but also um, many of your listeners will be familiar, familiar with the Bigelow Ranch, uh, with the Skinwalker Ranch, that's right, investigated right. by Bigelow, who's obviously the head of NASA. And they had some really good scientists investigating all the stuff that went on down there. You know, and I heard one of the colonels talking about it, uh, a video, and, and, you know, they researched it for a long time. And at the end of it, he was like, well, some weird stuff happened. You know, there were various accounts, which you're familiar with. But at the end of the day, well, you know, he said, well, wh where, where does this take you? What did you learn? And he sort of said, well, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what it is. And I just, you know, in the same way as we're starting to understand the concept of multiverses mm -hmm. and quantum physics, we, we are at the beginning probably of our understanding of a lot of this information, you know, to, to, as I said, to, to even, if you were a physicist, um, 20 years ago and you m mentioned the notion of multiverses, you would have been seen as a heretic, yeah. you know, in the same way as Galileo was when he proposed that, that, that the Earth was was not, in fact, the center of the, of, of, of the solar system. It was the sun, yeah? Um, the, those sort of, the, these sort of concepts, and one of the things I was conscious of was that I wasn't sure without getting other evidence that people were ready for this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure that, that I wanted to be the person to, 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 to first put forward this, this information, frankly. Yeah, um, right, I didn't need right. the shit. I didn't need the shit, Tim. I wanted to do other stuff. No, well, that's... These things. I got a lot to say, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I have a lot of questions and I have a lot of uh, things. So hold on now. Let me <laughs> let me let me wrangle you two because you're clearly uh, you're clearly taken with this whole thing. So first, uh, 
well, I'm interested, John. You said you tried to rebuke these things. Well, A, don't answer yet. A, the reaction, what was the reaction when you tried to rebuke these entities? And then B, if you don't mind, I hate to get too personal, but no, talk a little bit about you your return to the church because I feel like there's a lot, this isn't, you're not the first person that's had this, uh, this scenario unfold where they have sort of a paranormal experience and then return or, or sort of become religious. So I think there's something yeah. to that. That, that maybe you personally should explore more. I don't mean just like right now telling me about it, but I mean beyond this show. Like I would look more into that and find out more about that sort of thing that happens to a lot of folks. So tell me about the rebuking and then tell me about your return to the church. Well, um, I had seen a video or two. I, I work for myself. I work at home. I listen to a lot of YouTube video lectures when I get bored of listening to the, my music. So... I, you know, and, and, and I, I heard a couple that saying that, that was said that as far as alien abductions, you can, they're often turned back by invoking the name of Jesus Christ. So basically if you say, you know. Right, I've heard that. You re- rebuke, I rebuke you, rebuke you on the, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so I was like, let's try that because these things, uh, you know, these things, uh, Maybe demonic. I mean, that, that came to mind immediately. I mean, they were yeah. looked it, <laughs> looked the part. So when they rushed us, I called that out, and we both turned the flashlights on them. I don't know if one or the other or both is what turned them away. Okay, so but you can't really. Each time yeah. we did that, we both did. You know, Adam and I was Adam did it too. We we're like, you know, we, you know. We cast you out, or we rebuke you. <laughs> exactly. There's no atheists in a foxhole, Adam. Right? I would. Have, I would have tried anything. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Okay. So we can't be sure. We can't. We can't sort of. We have no sort of control or litmus test of the of the rebuking and what that yeah, reaction was. I don't okay. Know if that's fair what enough. Did it or not? Okay. Um. But yeah, I I, I began studying demonology. Uh, I've read a number of books at this point, and. You know, a lot of what I've read seems to fit this, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one of the things I brought up, Adam just mentioned the uh, Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. When I was there, I mentioned that to him and to uh, and to Matt Johnson. I said, you know, this place kind of reminds me. I read this book called The Hunt for the Skinwalker. Yeah, George Knapp, had, Home Color. Yeah, yeah. Yes, great book. I've read it several times over, and the book I thought was fascinating because... There's so many different types of paranormal phenomena, phenomena that, that show up at the same place. And I've always kind of had this gut instinct that a lot of it, as much as people in the field want to compartmentalize all this, they like to say that, you know, UFOs are this and Bigfoot is that and this and ghosts are this and they have nothing to do with that and this and that. I've always felt that there is a connection, and as I'm reading a lot of this stuff, um, you know, it 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 seems to it seems like the the thread that binds them together is that they are demonic, and you know, and I've always been very resistant to that idea because I've listened to other lectures and read other authors that say, oh, it's all de- de- demonic, and, and, uh, and, and I have tended to say, well, oh, you know, typical religious guy, they, they think that everything is God and the devil, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to come around to that a bit, and... My only concern with that 
take on it is just that you're attaching like sort of this baggage, uh, yeah, this long yeah, history and, and sort of like, uh, this, this sort of, um, this narrative to, to these entities. I, I, I personally, I would just say they, they appeared malevolent. You can't, I mean, I certainly did. Cause demonic to me carries, like I said, carries with it all this, yeah. uh, religious baggage that uh, as far as we know, based on what happened, we, we don't know any, any indication that there's any sort of, um, any sort of religious aspect to it. But, but that's a whole, you know what I mean? That's kind of like something mm-hmm. where to, it's in the eye of the beholder, let's say. It is. And you my mind I mean? is open and I'm not married to that idea, but I'm much more open to it than I once was. Right, right. And, and, and also in a sense, it's like to say they're demonic is you're just, you're just sort of, um, you know, you're just answering a mystery with a mystery, in a sense, because uh-huh. we don't know shit about demons either, really. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, people have researched them and stuff, but of, uh, yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like we but, yeah. we don't know. We know about as much about demons as we do about the Bigfoot, let's say, because like we yeah. can't, we don't have a demon in, in a in a jar somewhere, and no, you know what I'm saying. So it's like we we're just we're just answering one mystery with another mystery. Yeah. But I see your all point this, of view on it. All this stuff is conjecture, honestly. Absolutely, and I'm not. You know, if anybody says no, I don't. Agree. Agree. I'm not going to fight you I, because I don't know. All I can, all I can do is guess. But uh, Adam and I are both very positive that those things that came out of that glowing misty area, I could say portal, but yeah, <laughs> that thing that came out, they were not. They were not friendly. They were not good. They were up to no good. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what would have happened. And, you know, the frightening thing too, which we've talked about, Adam and I. Is that we were asleep the first two nights. We went to bed earlier. Who's to say they didn't show up after? Mm. You know, uh, after we went to bed those first two nights, and right. I don't know. Could have anally probed us or something. Oh boy. Adam, oh, uh, no, 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 that was Adam. Join us the next day. Edit <laughs> <laughs> that out. There you go. I will. Uh, <laughs> let me say this though. Uh, of course, there's, of course, I'm sure there's, given what you said about the sort of polarizing nature of all this and the area and, uh, Dr. Matthew Johnson's work and stuff, is, I, I guess, answer the obvious, uh, retort that would come from someone who's skeptical where it's like this, could he, could you have been the victim of a hoax? Could, could this be something that he has orchestrated at his location where he brings you guys up there? I mean, you said he goes to bed. It's like, I mean, that that makes it sort of suspicious to me in a sense, uh, and I'm not casting aspersions on him. I'm just looking at this as a completely uh, independent third-party uh, observer where it's like you got two people who see something crazy in this dude's area. The dude whose area is is not around. He goes to bed. Like, did he go to bed? You, could you look over and see him in bed, or was he, like, so clear out of shop that you have no idea where he went? No, we could. No, no, I mean, that's a very good question because because a lot of people are skeptical would say he propounded a hoax on us. Exactly, uh, yeah. and and I mm-hmm. think that that, that is absolutely right. no. I don't, I don't think that that was the case. Now there are a number of reasons. First of all, um, he he would have had to have had a budget on the level of Spielberg to pull this shit off. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, all of the things that happened, he 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 couldn't. We could physically see where he was, and the fact that he was asleep. It's not like he suddenly disappeared and then these things appeared. Okay. He was asleep in in the corner. We could see where he was. Okay, so he wasn't like off. So he couldn't have been off somewhere pulling no, controls and shit. Yeah. It wasn't like some pu- puppet show, and suddenly you know he went behind a marker. And yeah, yeah. He's like in his truck on his iPad making all this shit happen. Yeah. That's not. That's not possible. Okay. Day, 
I said, yeah. like, I was like, hey, Matt, where'd you get all, the, where'd you get those midgets that came out of the woods? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, we all joked about it because, yeah. I mean, it was very much not a hoax. No, okay. I, 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 I don't, I, I, and that, that is, I mean, that will be a question that, you know, you would explore and we've explored at length because yeah. you have to rule out all possibilities. Exactly, but I, exactly. I, I really don't think so. I, 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 what I, what my way forward is, is, is to try and, and find, um, examples of this in other areas if, if I possibly can. Yeah. But people are very reluctant to talk about this stuff because they don't want all the shit that's associated with it. I can it. imagine, yeah. Why, you, why would you bring this on yourself? Um, you know, there's no, there's no, no. merit or benefit for it. Um, it's not the sort of, you know, as I say, it's not what I wanted to see. It's not the sort of attention I want. It's yeah. not, you know, but I am, because it's happened to me and it's happened to John and, uh, you know, I, I want to try and understand it. And I think that that's, you know, it's one of those things There's not, I, I think it's fair to say that there's not um, even a couple of hours that go by where I don't play back that incident where they attack is in my head. Yeah. Um, I do. Um, so, but no, I don't, I think, I think it was, it would be well beyond the resources of, 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 of Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson is a rich man. I don't think he could have in a million years have fabricated it, so, fabricated it. He has a different, he has a clearly, he has, almost has a theological belief himself around what sower is. Um, but, um, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in, um, trying to find out what can be measured and, 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 and extrapolated from what happened to us. Um, so I'm trying to strip that away in the way I move forward with it. Okay. I'm trying to think of what else we should cover here on this story because uh, I feel like I've hit you with every shot that you could get from from people uh, – you know, who, who may be skeptical about this. I've kind of yeah. put you through the ringer, and, and I, I, you know, it's the, only fa- it's the only fair way to do this because I personally, like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, we're left with an anecdote yeah. that doesn't tell us anything really about Bigfoot at all. Like I said, I put on the graphic right. Bigfoot portal, but that clearly these are two, you know, uh, aside from the happenstance of, of the situation, there's no indication that there's any connection here between the two aside from the, the uh the happenstance of it right. so now, to me it's like mm-hmm. i like where adam's going with this because that's the only thing you can do i guess is to find out more about these portal situations adam i gotta wonder though at times you know if i were you i'd be like fuck this shit man i'm just going back to sumatra i'm gonna get the orang pendek i can't deal with because i mean with between the Lori simmons insanity uh, with the bigfoot living under the tree and all that with yeah. dr sykes and now this it's like dude you really I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. If I were you, I think I'd be both really intrigued because some crazy stuff has happened, like, to you twice now. Uh, so I can see why you want to keep going. But there's another part of me that's like, it's it's been, it, you, you've really taken a lot of slings and arrows here from the Bigfoot community ever since you got into this because a lot of weird shit seems to be happening just to you. So, I mean, what do you what do you think of that? Well, I, I think in those circumstances, that's the case. I mean, you know, next time we speak, I'll t- talk more about what I did in Canada this y- this year, which is more along the lines of of your normal Bigfoot stories, where I went yeah. um, out with the First Nation Indians and had an amazing time doing all of that. And I, I'm doing a lot of research on that at the moment. So that, so this year, um, nothing of that ilk has happened to me. <laughs> and when I've been to other areas, um, uh, nothing like that has happened 
since. Mm. Yeah. So I've been to other areas. I went, for example, straight after that, I went to the Sierras. And I was kind of a bit worried just in case something did happen because I was in, you know, with Nadia in a very remote area with, with, I'm much more remote than, 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 than Oregon. And I was like, shit, if these things turn up here, I'm going to be, <laughs> like, you know, um, but nothing happened there. Nothing of any, of any nature like that happened at all when I was in the Sierras. When I was in Canada, I was all over the place in, in some very remote areas and I had nothing like that happened there. Um, in all the other the research I've done this year, I've done some amazing stuff, which I'm dying to tell you about another time, but nothing like that has mm. happened to me since. So, yes, it's a good point, but I don't feel like every time I go out, some weird, mega weird shit's going to happen to me, because since then, um, it's not. This is, this is a one-off thing. Right, right. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> So, and you I, know what? I'd rather just have a repeat of that. <laughs> no. Myself. And I think, like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm interested in sort of getting the Bigfoot. You know what I mean? So to yeah, me, it's yeah. like, I love the story. It's a crazy story. And it's yeah. the kind of thing I love. And I'm sure, like, you know, it's it's really it's really pretty wild and it's fun to listen to. But it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't get me or anyone else any closer to getting the Bigfoot. So it's like... No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And that's why I've moved on to other stuff since. Right, right. Yeah. And that was what I was quite yeah. happily doing until um, this stuff was, like, pressed on me. Yeah, your, your uh, hand was yeah, kind of forced to, to, to yeah, get into all of this. it wasn't what I wanted to, to talk about. I, only, I said to you, I didn't want to talk about the, uh, you know, the, the extraterrestrial alien or whatever you want to call it show was, was, not, was not something I signed up for. I was, I was, I'm purely interested in doing the, the big four research, and I was not, in, not a big, you know, I've never, I've never done paranormal stuff, as you know. I'm not, right. it's, I mean, it's not that I'm an anti it. You know, if somebody tells me a ghost story, I'll sit around by the campfire with the best of them, but... It's not my it's not my bag, Tim. It's not yeah. my thing. So so I've moved on and done um, some really great stuff. Some stuff I'm actually really excited about. Um, got some really unique evidence of things um, moving forward in, in Canada. So I don't feel I feel like mentally I can I can live with this and put it behind me a bit. It's not that I'm, I'm but I by the same token I'll keep investigating it. There's something I want to investigate very soon in connection with it, but it's not in Oregon. Yeah. Now, I, I made the point when we were talking before the show started, I was all fired up about something related to something going on in my life unrelated to all this. So I was kind of like in a bit of a tizzy. Um, but, you know, with all due respect to Matthew Johnson, this does not apply to him specifically. This applies to the overall trend of Bigfoot habituation. Um, I've kind of, I kind of throw my hands up at this point on these, on these habituation stories. Um, you know, because to me it's like, you know, we talk again with, with all due respect to Matthew Johnson, with all due respect to Lori Simmons, who was on the program last year and has a habituation, uh, account. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, we want to get the Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. Get being, you know, insert your own definition, folks. Prove it's real. Capture it. Kill it. There's a whole debate about that beyond, mm-hmm. sure. beyond this program. The point I'm trying to make though is if you say you've been living with Bigfoot or, or if you say you have sort of a congenial relationship with Bigfoot in a certain area, if you cannot produce some kind of good proof, then I don't know what to say. I don't really have any use for what your account or your story yeah. is what I'm well, saying. You know what I mean? And that's, again, yeah. this goes to all the all the habituation folks because yeah. what good is it, dude? What good does it do anybody if I say, if I say there's a Bigfoot in my backyard, we're, we're copacetic, you know, we've been that way for three years. It's like, well, you're not helping anybody, man. You're not, and I'm talking about, I mean, people can bring out these sound recordings 
and 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 plaster casts and stuff like that. But listen, dude, I said to you guys before the show started, these sound recordings are on the level of EVPs at this point. They're worthless to me because yeah. we don't have. We've got a million of them. Uh, are you, they're the same as UFO reports. Okay, we, you, at some point you reach critical mass of evidence where you're like, I have a thousand Bigfoot sounds. It's done. It, it's not moving the needle anymore, is what I'm well, saying. Let, it's let, not let, moving let, the needle. Let me answer it and talk about it a little. Yeah, bit. that's my rant there. So let, go, let, go. Let, <laughs> yeah, do you feel better now? Do you feel better? I, I, a little bit. <laughs> well, let, let me answer. Okay, so let's talk about habituation generally. So if you talk about habituation with animals, for example. Jane Goodall is the classic example that a lot of people who um, associate with habituation talk about. When she put, she used to do something that she called provisioning, um, which is leaving it, leaving out gifts for for um, chimps. But that, from the best of my knowledge, used to take up to five, or, up to five or six months, I think, before they would take them and they would have this direct face-to-face contact. With even if you, she stopped that now, I think, but even with the, the, the even without provisioning. Um, she can make contact effectively, or they can make contact effectively with um, um, groups of chimps. Groups of chimps. Right. Um, I think it takes up to five or six years. But 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 the, but when that does happen, the photographs are very clear. They're indisputable. Yeah. The chimps are with them. Now, some habituators who are connected with Bigfoot, you know, I don't want I don't want to diss them. Some of them are very genuine people who believe wholeheartedly in what they do. And some of them would say, well, that's not. Um, that's not my motivation. I don't care about getting scientific proof. Tim, Adam, John, whatever. Yeah. I'm interested in just the interaction with them. Well, that that's fine. But then, if you are, in, if you do share your stories, you should be prepared to to hear from people who will say, "Well, where's the proof?" Right. Um, by the same token, what I'm about, and I've always been very clear, is um, I'm interested in getting the scientific evidence. So uh, I'm not interested myself in building up. A relationship. The only thing I, uh, and, and good luck to them if that's the methodology. The only thing I don't like is, is if people say that the, the reason that you're not connecting with them is because you're not special like them, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's a load of bullshit. Um, I don't have, I, I don't, I can't see why you would be special, um, uh, uh, and chosen by, by the big four. That's a load of hokey. Um, you can say, look, I'm I'm a habituate. I haven't got the evidence yet. So if you were with like Brian Sykes, Laurie Simmons, you say, well, you know, I am trying. This is the method that I've found that works for me, and I am trying to get that DNA evidence. I am trying to get that hair evidence. I just haven't got it yet, but I'll keep on going. Then I'm cool with that. That's totally fine. If, if, if you, you're you're fine, but please don't turn around to me and say, well, um, I'm special and you're not. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, to, to, to speak to the Jane Goodall thing in a way, it's like, now I don't know the, I really, I barely know the facts about Jane Goodall, so I apologize for this, but there's gotta be, I have to be right in a sense about this, like you were saying how the pictures are clear, it's like there's a reason why Jane Goodall is like a household name to anyone who has an understanding of science, and that's because she can prove that she habituated with these things. That's the point. It's like, you can't just say you habituate with, you know, it, 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 the, the reason why these Bigfoot habituators aren't household names because they can't prove that they're really doing it. So yeah. and and I think a lot of them rely on the crutch of Jane Goodall. They're like, well, Jane Goodall, da 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 da. But it's like, at some point, you have to take the step, the next step, to, to you know, you have. I understand what you're saying. Their motivation is different, 
And I respect that. If you're not down with with taking that next step, I I get it. But to yeah, me, sure. I don't. I I need. I only want to talk to the people who will, will take the next well, step. Well, for me, it, it's about the next step. I'm interested in the scientific evidence. Yeah, and and but, but you see, the, the the difference is if if you are propounding a theory around it, you're not you're not. It's not an independent, objective research. You become an advocate. Hmm. So, you're, so you're advocating your belief system right. um, with, 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 with doing that sort of habituation. And that's fine if that's what you want to do, but it, it's not what you would call objective scientific evidence, yeah? Um, it, it's, a, it, it, it's that approach. And that, you know, it's so, for example, if I get a hair sample and I want to send it off for analysis, what I'll do is I'll say where it's from, I'll say the time and date I got it, but I'll also say... Um, the number of animal species that are in the area which it could may also be, mm. particularly if I'd observed them or observed traps or evidence of them, yeah? What I won't do is say, you know what, this, is, this must be a Bigfoot. Right. Yeah, because I'm an advocate then. I'm not a researcher. Right. John, anything to say about my ranting and all this stuff about habituation and uh, the, the yeah. sort of the, the challenge of proving this thing? No, you know, I, I am uh, an outsider to all of this. As I said, I have a blog uh, mostly about the paranormal. I have one article on there about uh, Bigfoot based on an uh, experience my wife had out in northwestern New Jersey and her and a bunch of the other teachers and students. Um, but, you know, I, I really prefer to stay an outsider to this uh this group, because <laughs> they're very, uh, they're passionate. yes, passionate. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. They're pretty, uh, they can be pretty contentious and, uh, backbiting, but, um, the, the big, the Bigfoot, uh, uh, the habituation method made a lot of sense to me as, uh, Matt Johnson explained it to me. I, I understand if they are very elusive, if they're shy, if they're highly intelligent, they're, you know, running through the woods with the, the infrared cameras may not be the best way to do it. If you think that they are in a specific area, the idea of kind of setting up camp and going back to that area on a regular basis and getting them used to your presence, it made sense to me. Um, but I, I don't know what's really the best way to do it. Right. And, well, oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Um Right. I just, like I said earlier, uh, like I said moments ago, it's like, but to me, I, I hey, dude, I respect, I, I, I like the habituation method. I think it's a good technique. I think it, it, I think it could be very promising, and I think it should probably prove fruitful in the future. But you have to take that next step. If, you, if you've established a relationship with a Bigfoot over the course of years, yeah. then you should be able to get a clear picture. That's, at, just, that's just common fucking sense, man. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about... Uh, evidence. You have to have right. solid, concrete evidence. And and if people say I don't believe you because you don't have solid evidence, then it's understandable. And at this point, you got to have to have a body. Nothing really, nothing short of a, a live or dead body. Right, right. Video I didn't even want to get into that. Or, that, or yeah. photographs are going to be dismissed. Yeah. So you're going to have one in a cage or on a slide, unfortunately. You're and, fading out on me there, dude. What are you? Yeah. You, what no, you can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So you right. have to, you know, you have to have one, you know, uh, in, in either in a cage or, or or dead, you know. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, short of that, it's not going to be taken seriously. 
See, for me, I, 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 I'm persuaded by the fact that you can still get DNA evidence. So or I DNA, think hair, yeah. hair evidence would be enough to tip the balance myself. Mm. Um, because, because from that, from the mitochondrial DNA, you should be able to, 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 to write a paper on more, on more the existence of that. Yeah. But, 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 but I, I take your point. I, th- I think the bottom line with, with what I'd say about habituation is some of these people are very, very nice. Uh, and I like some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, um, the, the, the methodology, um, if, if you don't want to find what, uh, you're not interested in scientific evidence and you just want to enjoy yourself, then all well and good. But if you say that you are after that, then you need to put up or, sh- or, or shut up. Yeah. And if people, if people say to you, if people um, question your approach, then what you can't do is get, then get very aggressive. If, if, if they do so, you have to be prepared to, 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 to justify your position. And I'm cool with all of that, and there are, there are pros and cons to that. As I say, the only thing I don't like um, is, is when people say that they're special and you're not. Because yeah. I, I think that that's bullshit. Yeah. Mm. My mom's been saying I'm special for years, so I don't need to hear it from anyone else. <laughs> you're, you're her special boy, Tim. That's right, Adam. That's right. <laughs> you are a special little cuddly boy. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I'm passionate about this whole thing with the habituation, but I, I don't know any of these people personally. I don't have any personally against them. I don't, you know, it's not like I think that they're bad people. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying as far as technique goes, it has merit. It seems promising. But you got to bring something new to the table at this point because we've seen it all before, and it's like that's it, man. I mean, that's yeah. kind of my take on it. It's like yeah. if I if I could establish a relationship with the Bigfoot, like these various situations, I I, I, I probably wouldn't do this. But there's a part of me that's like, yeah, you know, you befriend him, you you kind of like establish that relationship, you know, don't get too close, and then after a year or two, it's just you come out there and boom, shotgun. You know, well, I would, like, <laughs> I would never, I would never shoot one. You know? I know, I know. I'm saying I probably couldn't either because you probably eventually look at them as like a pet or, yeah, or a friend. Never, no, but <laughs> there's a part of me that's like you got to be cold and calculating in this kind of situation if, uh, if possible. But I, I mean, I don't even know. It's this whole Bigfoot thing. It's getting weirder and weirder all the time, it is. man. And, and you know, it's interesting to me. And Adam knows more about this than I do. But there's a lot of a lot of these kind of paranormal stories associated with business with with Bigfoot that I think gets gets swept under the rug. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially like in the UFO community. Yeah, and you know those the, the people who are very tied to the idea that they're some sort of physical beings or that they are you know some relic hominid don't want to hear that stuff. And, and Adam, I don't want to speak out of turn. Right? I'm not going to mention any names, but Adam said he he talked to somebody that is a major Bigfoot researcher and had a UFO sighting associated with a Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, there's <laughs> like a whole book by Stan Gordon talking about Bigfoot UFO connection from the yeah. Pennsylvania wave. So, yeah. It's, and this guy was like, I'm not going to talk about this because it will ruin my reputa- reputation in the field. So. It's, you know, there's a lot of this, and I'm not saying that they're necessarily magical or interdimensional, but eh, there, there seems to be more to the whole thing than we might be guessing at. Right, right. Well, I had a guest on. I can't rule this out now, so I, I, I this is, again, with all due respect to you guys. I had a guest on a couple of episodes ago, Eric Wallet, talking about the parapsychological effects, so that I, I, and, and, you know... He was saying there, there are instances, or he thinks there's instances where that pe- multiple people see the same thing, but it's still a project. It's still somehow a, a, a psych, a, not psychological, but a, a parapsychological uh, phenomenon. 
So, I mean, we honestly can't rule that out necessarily. Just because you three guys saw the same thing doesn't mean it wasn't some shared uh, psychic experience in a sense. True. Yeah, so. and I think I think that that, that that argument would have been more plausible had it just happened on the one night. But the fact is it happened on the second night as well. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and, um, and it was replicated. So if it was just a continual, one continual event, it started out a finish, and that was it, then, then I would have been more inclined towards that and said yes. But the fact is it, it happened a second time. Yeah. yeah on a second night. Okay. And, it and, was and that, was, that was persuasive for me. Okay. Two, two and a half hours. It was from 2.30 a.m. again, the second night, also around 2.30 it started, till dawn. It shut down when the sun started to rise. Right. So it was like 2.30 to 5 both nights. It wasn't like a fleeting glimpse of something. Yeah, it was very specific, and we had to fight it off. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. We, we had to actually directly interact with it in order yeah. for, for, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't something that, that, that was, it was directly responding to us. But anyway... I know, but part of me also, though, Adam, I gotta say, you, you, I understand this was really traumatic, so I don't want to be a dick. But, but it's, you're saying you had to like fight it off, and that your life was in danger, but, but you're also saying that if you shine a flashlight at it, it disappeared. So, I mean, yeah. what was the, how, how could, that doesn't sound very terrifying to me. Well, it, well, it was, because, because the things attacked us. You mean, what you've got is, you've got something you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Beyond your contemplation, showing anger on its face, rushing at you. You know, yeah. that, 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 imagine, Tim, imagine you're, you're stood there, and something you've never seen, these, these creature things, they start charging you. Yeah. yeah? That, that, that is beyond yeah. contemplation for most people, beyond comprehension. It is very traumatic, that sort of event. Uh, and there's no question about that. And it was. So, so somebody might say that, but, you know, that was my personal experience yeah. of the event, and that was John's. Okay. Um, so, so what I can say with absolute certainty is, yes, it was. Um, uh, and, and, you know, it did feel like a battle. Now, I don't, I, you know, people, people may well say, well, I don't, I don't believe that, whatever. Sure. I'm not interested in, in the opinion of those people who, who, who may say that. I accept that they may. But sure. what I'm interested in doing is I know that these events are real. What I'm interested in doing is, is, is seeking to understand them. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah, it was, it was, it was hugely intense, uh, that, that incident. Okay. It was. It was. Yeah, it was, I would use the word traumatic. <laughs> it, was, it sounds, yeah, no, it sounds like you guys really, uh, you know, I feel bad sort of hitting you with these tougher questions, but it's like this is the only, you know, this, this is this is what people have been waiting for, and I'm sure they've pondered all this stuff for a while too. So it's it stands to a reason. I just wish you had gotten more, uh, you know, something more out of it that that we could put our hands around. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, that's well, I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty. That's it. Yeah. That's as that's as far as you can take it this time. I mean, it stands as a unique unique account that was that that that's corroborated that happened on a on a number of events. So it's an interesting. It's definitely an interesting account. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not proof. It's not proof of anything. And it was certainly extremely unpleasant. But, you know, further research needs to happen. If you can get anywhere, I'm not sure I can. And, 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 and you know, it, I think most of it's I don't know, other than the fact that it happened. Yeah. Interesting story, if I can add. Uh, when we were there, I think I had mentioned that I brought up the, the Skinwalker Ranch uh, to Adam and, mm -hmm. and, and, and Matt, and they hadn't heard of it at the time. I, I've read that book several times over again, Hunt for the Skinwalker, uh, George Knapp and Calm. K. 
calling her. Um, and after we were there, and I, I said, you know, I think this place is maybe a little bit, if maybe to a lesser degree, a bit like the Skinwalker Ranch, the Soa, uh, Southern Oregon habituation area where Matt took us. And, um, there was a, uh, he, he said he had seen some sub- subsequent portal openings, if we want to call it a portal, using that word, but, um, I, I can't attest to that. I was not there, but he said at one point he saw a Bigfoot crawl out of one of these or come through one of these portals. And there's a story very similar to that. I'm sure you know if you read the book, uh, that the, the scientists there that went to research the area saw the same thing. And I said, you know, there, there, so th- there may be some sort of connection. I don't know if it's the, the area that is, you know, the Irish has the term, I think it's called the, in, uh, a place where the world is thin. Yeah. There's kind of, uh, you know, this interdimensional activity, but they, they describe something very similar to, now I don't know if Matt had read the book and said that, and I, I don't think he's a liar. I'm not accusing him of being a liar. I think Matt's honest. Uh, but he described something. I said, you know, that was in that book. And I said, have you read it yet? And he said, no, I haven't. So, you know, there, there's a very similar story of a Sasquatch-looking creature coming through a portal yeah. at that, that Skinwalker Ranch. So I thought that was an interesting parallel. There's definitely something weird going on, that's for sure. Um, all right. Well, we've gone a few hours here. I feel like I'm wondering if there's more to explore about all this. Uh, I'm sure there'll be people who are like, he didn't ask X, Y, and Z, but I, 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 I've, I've pretty much... You know, yeah, I think we're I think we're done on it. I'm, I'm, explored I'm, I'm, this as far as I'm I can take it. With that. Yeah. Uh, John, do you have anything else? No, I don't want Adam, Adam stick around because I want you to give me an update on the Doctor Sykes stuff. Uh, John, you're more than welcome to stick around if you'd like. Yeah. So I'll, I'll sit here and listen and keep it, my mouth shut. Yeah, because it's like uh, six thirty, so I don't know what you know. Who knows what you have yeah. going on? But uh, I don't know how long you. Typically run your shows for, but we just go well, we till. Ten minutes yeah, till we're we're yeah, we won't spend too much well, longer. Uh, okay. So, Adam, give me, give me. Let's let me catch folks up to speed. Last time Adam was on the show was last October, and uh, at that time he had a different revelation for us. I can't wait till the next time you're on the show, Adam. I don't even want. Who knows? I'm storing up the. I'm, I'm I'm giving you a hint of what I might, what I was up to. But yeah. You're, you're uh, so Adam Adam revealed to us that he had been on a secret expedition with Dr. Sykes and Laurie Simmons and uh, intimated that this was going to be revealed uh, in further detail from Dr. Sykes' perspective in his uh, forthcoming book, which subsequently came out this past April. And I had wishful thinking when talking to Adam last October that given this, given the sort of sensational nature of the British press and that Dr. Sykes was British, that that maybe if he recounted the story as crazy as it sounded with, uh, with Adam in October, that, that 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 it should have generated some headlines, and it didn't, and we didn't really, you know, it didn't really, um, you know, uh, set the world on fire, let's say, uh, via the book. So I guess what what happened, Adam? Well, first of all, I haven't read the book, so I can't speak to that. So what did he say in the book about uh, what you told us as far as the expedition goes? And uh, what was the reaction to all that? Well, I mean, he, he basically he, he basically talks about what happened. He talks about the expedition I did with 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 um, 
with Laurie and himself. You know, I mean, he didn't mention that I that he paid for that expedition, um, which I think he should have done really. Um, because and then the reason he, he mentioned that he, he paid for it was because he was persuaded on on, on a visit he'd had with um, Laurie and um, Professor Raven Mullins by the evidence that he'd seen in Laurie's area. Um, so he conducted that and he got the first ever scientific permit to do Bigfoot research. Legitimately, that's what he told me. You know, I I, I think it goes in some ways it's tangential with this. Um, he. Um, writes in his book, yes, at the time I, w- I was convinced that um, Laurie had a relationship with the, the Big Four, and, um, but then I, was, I, I felt like I was losing my objectivity because it, he postulates, well, could it have been the tree in the wind, um, the, the, the tree knocking? And I, I think what he did was step back from, the, from actually saying in his book that, that, that it was a Big Four. I wish, you know, from my own point of view, I think it was a generally a good book, but I wish he'd had the courage of his convictions to actually, he recounts the events, but he, he, he sort of, he steps back from saying, yeah, it was a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, well, you know, maybe it was just a, a tree knocking, but clearly a tree would not have um, have, have, have uh, taken food or grunted right. or done any of the other things. And I think that that, you know, this is my view on it, I think that that's because he didn't have the DNA, he didn't have the the, the, the evidence in order to, to make that big leap for, for him to make, you know, in the scientific world. So if he'd said that, he probably would have been able to ridicule, and I think that that was, would have been very hard for him to do. Hmm. So in his book, he, he, he recounts um, the events. He doesn't go into the same level of detail, but he certainly does recount them and recounts what happens, but he postulates that it could have been something else. Um, but he still seems leaves himself open to... Uh, potential further Bigfoot research. And I think that that's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Is he still pursuing uh, this line of uh, sort of crypt, crypto, cryptid DNA uh, research, or has he moved on to something else now? Well, well, not at the moment, but, but, but it's not that he wouldn't be open to something if he thought it was substantive. Uh, I think is the best way to do it, is the best yeah. way to say it. But you'd have to really go for it. I don't think he'd fund research himself out of his own money like he did with uh, myself and, and Laurie. Uh, at the time, but 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 um, I, I think he still, I still I think he still would be interested in it if it was something that was 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 was, was very persuasive. Yeah. So so the elusive the elusive DNA is is still pending, um, but you you have seen um, more scientists working on this and doing this, and uh, as I mentioned in the last thing, uh, 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 last show we did over the last few years, which is is usually encouraging. So mm. I'm glad about that. Right. Right. What's been, John, I'm glad you stuck around because I just want to yeah. circle back to the story uh, here. You know, the, Matthew Johnson, he, he revealed all this like in April, and you, you guys have been, you know, like uh, like we said, John, you've posted a few things on Facebook. and uh, Yeah, with Adam's permission. Yeah, and there's been a few little sort of snippets of stuff uh, from you guys out there on this. But I guess what's, I know there's been sort of a fevered, interest in you guys talking about this, but yeah. I, I guess with regards to the whole story and everything, what's been the reaction of the Bigfoot community? I'm sure it's been very divisive and controversial, but, but you know, what's been, what's been the reaction like to this, to this really crazy story? Well, I haven't talked about it at all anywhere um, yeah. till, 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 till tonight. Um, because I didn't want to be coerced into talking about it to anybody else's agenda. Right. But because I, I constantly get asked about it all the time, it's not gone away. And I think that, you know, the research it needs really is care, this whole phenomenon, we are like 
I think we are at the beginning of our understanding of it. And I, and I can't see what merit it would be um, in having um, loads of random people or, and or children in that sort of area. I think that, you know, if this phenomenon exists and it, and it is genuine, then it needs um, careful scientific research. Yeah. I, I don't think it needs um, speculation on Facebook. I think it needs uh, needs people to go away and, and, and carefully study it. Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's it's been a massive, massive story. Uh, but... Um, I think the, the the correct way to go about it is to is to explore hypotheses and take that forward and look for for parallels and other and other and other and other things that where it may occur. But it, the problem is if you have this sort of pizzazz, for want of a better word, around it, it puts people off from talking about these things. Yeah. Because they don't want the shit. They don't want the shit from. <laughs> from people who may disagree with them. They don't want the shit on Facebook. They don't want the shit from Bigfoot community, Bigfoot community um, as a whole. They, they, you know, why would you take all this? I didn't want all this crap. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so and, and, uh, you know, and I'm used to being in the public eye. So if you're a normal person going about the business and not having been used to all of this, then why would they take this on, board, on, on their shoulders? Right, there's, there's right. There's no benefit to them. So this, this tub thumping, um, doesn't isn't I don't think it's constructive. Yeah. Yeah. I think Adam has more to lose by all this than I do. Absolutely. I, and, I, yeah. I, honestly, I have no standing in this field. I've I had a I've had a number of kind of strange experiences throughout my life. Um, what you might call paranormal experiences when I was younger, uh, early childhood, and then again in my teens, and then again nothing until last June <laughs> out in Southern Oregon. Um, but because of that, I've always had an interest in this sort of thing. And my mother was kind of psychically gift gifted, which is an, another contributing factor to my interest in the uh, supernatural and unknown. Um, but I, I had no specific interest in Bigfoot other than, you know, kind of a general interest and, you know, I, I frankly don't really care. You know, most of my friends are not going to hear about this unless they're into this sort of thing. And right. That's, that's almost nobody that I know unless I – and I'm not going to go post it on my general Facebook page because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think I really want people to know about this, uh, this kind of thing, this aspect of my life. But, um, you know – it, it's been it's been very strange, and I, I sort of want to talk about it, but I understand that there's very few people I can talk about it. I mean, outside of my and my wife listens to me, and she she believes me, which means a lot to me because if she looked at me like I had two heads, <laughs> it, it really would have been difficult. But yeah. Unless I have her, and I and I have Adam, and outside of that, because Adam went through it with me. But outside of that, I don't have anybody to talk about it with, and, nah. and I find myself wanting to to talk about it. I want to unload. Yeah. And and the only one who has the shared experience that can really understand it is and is Adam. We have each other on this, and but you know, it happened. It happened. It, it, yeah. it really, it really, honestly happened. It wasn't a hoax. It wasn't. I mean, Johnson would have had to have the. The, the crew of industrial light and magic <laughs> hiding in the woods somewhere on that ridge to uh, to have pulled this off. It wasn't a hoax. Right, right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a hoax. It happened. All three of us saw it. You know, Adam and I were up all night dealing with it. It really happened, and, and that means something. And it's unfortunate that because, and it's understandable, but unfortunate 
that it's such an outrageous story. It's so outlandish, and we have no concrete proof that it happened. It's just, it's just anecdotal. People are going to d- dismiss it, and people are going to dismiss it because they don't like Matt Johnson. There's a lot of people who are just going to do that because they don't like him personally, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's um, that's that's counterproductive to trying to get to the bottom of this. It is. So you got to check your feelings at the door about people. Yes. You know, it's real. It happened, and and that's significant. It means something. What it means, I'm not I'm not quite sure, but it means it means something. Yeah. Because it really really happened. And and just to circle back to what you said a little while ago, um, I, I wrote an article about almost four years before I went to SOA last year. Yeah. Um, about um, these repeated visitations that I was kind of, I sort of buried them as being dreams, but I don't think that they were. But um, about short squat black entities that used to visit me at my bedside, you know, and it's very easy to say, oh, well, those were night terrors, and my mother used to say, well, we just moved to this new house in Massachusetts, and, uh... Oh, where in Massachusetts? Uh, Wellesley. Oh, nice. In in Wellesley, yeah. You're Burlington? You're out a little bit more towards the, uh, towards the, uh, Berkshires, right? Yeah, yeah. A little bit more west. About 20 minutes from Hampshire, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice area. Yeah, we lived at uh, my dad's job and moved us around a few times. We finally settled in New Jersey when I was about eight, but yeah. we almost nine. But we lived in in um in Wellesley for about five years and it was right after we moved into this home that I began having these very, very vivid nightmares, if I really don't think they were nightmares, honestly, of these squat black entities. Um, with these glowing eyes, and then and these pretty much match five the years later, <laughs> they're showing up on the mountainside in southern Oregon, and I swear they I was like, those are fucking things. Those are the same things <laughs> that terrorized me as a kid. And it's not. It wasn't just like when I was laying in my at, in bed. It was. I mean, I I I'll have the article link on there, but yeah. Um, I actually bumped into one of them once in the hallway. I, don't, I honestly, and I'm not, I'm not a, I, Tim. Honestly, I know you don't know me, but I'm not. A, I'm not a crazy guy. I have a college education. I have a, I'm successfully self-employed. I have a good business. Um, I'm married 20 years. I have two kids. You know, I'm, I'm not a weird guy. Right, right, right. not. <laughs> but I, I ha, I've had a series of paranormal type of weird experiences in my life, yeah. which is, has contributed to this fascination. And here were these things, the same damn things, yeah. that, that showed up on this mountain 35 years later. And I'm like, that's, that's what pissed me off. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I approached them because it's like the, the, the yeah, you were like that little back. kid all over again. And I was like, yeah, these, these bastards are back. And I was, that's why I, I kind of confronted them. And that's when they, they rushed us. Yeah. They charged at us. And, uh, but um, I've had, you know, and I tell you what, and I'm sure you, you can attest to the same thing. Having a blog about this strange kind of stuff, there's a lot of people, a lot of very normal, not weird, crazy people in the least that have had these really, really, really bizarre experiences in their life. And and more often than not, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but it's generally not a singular incident. It's usually part of a pattern right, that right. repeats throughout their lives. Yeah. And and here I thought I was done with this and and you know the last time I had this happen was when I was in my mid teens and here these things show up, you know, 
you know, almost 50 years old when these things show up. And, uh, and, um, it, 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 it has to have some kind of significance. I don't know. And I'm not saying that these things were there because I was there or anything. No, but there's a part of me that wonders. I was going to joke, uh, you know, here we were yeah. blaming Adam for all this all this it's time, but clearly now it's, uh, I'm, I'm learning that it's your fault that this happened. <laughs> yeah, well, did they follow me there? Or is this a place that, um, where they are able to manifest themselves? Right, right. And maybe yeah. that house that I moved into when I was four years old was when I first started seeing these things. Maybe that was a place where they were already there. I don't know. This is all, it's all really weird, and it's all been on my mind quite a bit. But it, I swear, I, and I'm a religious man, and I am not a childless guy, but I would swear on a, a, a stack of Bibles and my souls and my children. This, this, this stuff happened. It really did. It happened. And uh, Adam and I saw it. Matt Johnson saw it. His, his, his kid, Grady, was there, and he saw these things doing that last night and, yeah. uh, and uh, it happened it happened and it, and it means something I don't know what it means but it means something and, interesting uh, yeah. and that's that's significant and it shouldn't be dismissed just because people don't like Matt Johnson or because it's too it's too weird and we don't have concrete evidence you know what I don't think you can get any you can ever get concrete evidence of this sort of thing right right exactly you just can't well, it's worth talking about, like I said, and, 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 and like Adam was saying, it's worth uh, taking further to see if you can figure out, get more information about it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I think we're I think we're pretty much at the end here. Uh, is there anything else, uh, Adam? Well, well, you know, we'll do the what's next for you, uh, John. You got the blog. Yeah, uh, uh, Paranormalist. Can I plug it? Yeah, plug all. This is the plug yeah, part. So go, go on. I, I just, yeah, I was Paranormalist, but everybody would always say Paranormalist, and I just was able to purchase the name Paranormalist. <laughs> uh, so I was like, screw it, I'll just rebrand it. So I'm, I'm uh, redoing the site. I'm going to just post a uh, kind of version uh, one of that um, in the next few days, and. I'm gonna I'm gonna write an article about this too. I'm actually about halfway through, so nice. I have an article about all this stuff. But it's paranormalist.com, and yeah, yeah, just have some of my weird stories on there and stuff. And yeah. I'm gonna be contributing to that a lot more regularly going forward. Nice, nice. Check that out, folks. And Adam, Thank you. Uh, I know your stuff's kind of like. Uh either tenuous or sort of all, you know, off the record or whatever, but what's, what's, what do you, do you have anything you can tell us about what you're going to be doing next? Well, I mean, firstly, I mean, in terms of, the, in terms of uh, what we were talking about with, with the Brian Sykes stuff, the account can be found in my new book, Man Beast, A Personal Investigation. Yes. That's, that's a book that was out this year. Um, and, and people can find me on my Adam Davis um, Facebook page or, or on, on the Adam Davis Explorer um, uh, website. Uh, so they can follow me what I'm going to be doing. What, I, what I'm doing now is researching um, th- those areas that we talked about earlier on. But I'm also, um, I had, a, I had a, a pretty, pretty intense experiences in, in Canada, uh, which I'll talk to you about next time. And I, I need to do some back-end uh, scientific analysis of, of things that, I, that resulted from that, that, whole, that whole expedition. But that's a, that's a story for another time. But I'm always doing something, you know that, Tim. Absolutely. Always on the go. But uh, so so, uh, but but next time it will be uh, it'll be much more uh, 
much more focused on 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 the purest Bigfoot research. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, we'll uh, wrap it up here. Just uh, don't hang up after we're done, guys. Uh, we'll just okay. sort of touch base after afterwards and make sure we we like how everything went down. Um, on that note, I cannot thank you guys enough. I know you're you're we're kind of had your arms twisted into doing this, not by me, folks. I didn't. Adam reached out to me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, I got a story for you," and I I looked at my schedule and realize that we hadn't had Adam on yet for the season, so it all kind of worked perfectly, and yeah. uh, I really do, Adam, this is like the second exclusive you've given me on the show, and I really do appreciate that, and I really, I don't know what to say about this story, it's pretty remarkable, uh, I'm going to be thinking about it a lot, I haven't okay. really formed an opinion on it, to be honest with you, uh, yet, I, I certainly, I, I gave I gave somebody a lot of shit once, uh, because I really hate the expression, but it's like, it does make sense in this in this instance where it's like I believe that you believe this happened, mm. but beyond that, I'm not quite sure exactly what happened yet. And I'm sure you guys are even worse. No, well, that's no situation. No, that, that's no different to, to to our position. Right. We, we need to explore what happened. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so I would accept that. That's yeah. And having been in the situation, I'm sure you know that can be at times somewhat maddening for you guys because it's like you know, you guys know that this happened to you. Hmm. And and I really do appreciate you guys uh, opening up and, and sharing this and, and satisfying all the people who've been dying to find out uh, what went down that night, or at least uh, what went down those nights from your perspectives. And like I said, I just really appreciate that you guys, uh, you know, turned to Banal of America to get that story out. So thank you so much, and thank you for thank coming for on the show. Us. Thank you. Thank you uh, all right. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it felt good. Good to uh, unload. There you go. Thank you. I'll send you a fee for your psychiatry services. Oh, the, the, the bill's in the mail. Now let me just do my let me just do my quick plugs here, and then we can chat afterwards. It'll take like a minute. There you go, folks. That was John Carlson and Adam Davies. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, the feedback on this one. And uh, Adam and John are still on here, but I'm just doing the plugs for my own stuff. So uh, one last thing, Adam and John, you, you let because I'm not as deep into the Bigfoot community as you guys are. You let me know what the feedback is to the show, please. Even uh, even if they I'll, say I'll, I'm an I'll, asshole, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Even if they were like, oh, that been all. He just he just he just gave him a pass. It's like I I, I want to know if someone says that. That's fine. No, so. you didn't give us a pass. You asked us some you asked us some searching questions. I'd tell you if if I thought you gave us a pass. You know that. We I know. That. I know. Um. And for the folks who are listening to the program for the very first time, this is Banal of America Audio. I believe this is Adam's seventh or eighth appearance on the program. We've been documenting his work over the years, uh, almost since the very beginning, or at least since uh, he sort of uh, first published his book and, and started telling the world about these expeditions. And you can head on over to banalofamerica.com to get into our deep, vast archive. We've got over 200 episodes, maybe up to 250 at this point. So, And it is uh, all absolutely free. So if you're interested in the Bigfoot, there's tons of shows there on Bigfoot. There's tons of shows on all different sorts of topics. And as I said, it's absolutely free. We do that via donations from the Banal of America listeners. So what you just heard was a uh, two-and-a-half-hour long-distance phone call to England and uh, New Jersey, all tied into one phone call that uh, will be coming to me in bill form sometime in the next month. So if you could help us out and help us pay for these uh, expansive conversations, 
that come at you absolutely free, it would be greatly appreciated. You can do that by heading on over to banalofamerica.com and clicking the PayPal button. And if you don't trust the Internet and you want to make a snail mail donation, you can do so via the P.O. box that's listed at the website as well. Also should mention uh, the Banal of America Facebook page. That's where you can keep up with all the latest from Banal of America, the in-house notes. That's the kind of stuff you'll find there as well as uh, news tips on stuff that's happening in the news that connects to previous episodes. Try to post those every once in a while. And you can find that by just heading over to Facebook and punching in banalofamerica.com. And I know, folks, that this has been a sparse couple of months here. It's been a bit of a uh, lull here as we uh, ended the summer and, and entered the autumn. We've been kind of low on episodes. It's a bit of a, an odd situation. A lot of stuff going on in my life, a lot of work. But I'm happy to report, if you're a fan of Banal of America, this is the week for you. Because not only have you just finished listening to a two-and-a-half-hour conversation with Adam Davies and John Carlson, but we'll be doing another episode this Sunday night, a historic episode in a lot of ways. Uh, Greg Bishop and I have talked about this in the past. We finally decided to do it. A Banal of America audio radio mysterioso simulcast. And that's going to be Sunday night. Uh, what is it? Today's the first. Tomorrow's the second. October 4th at 11 p.m. at banalofamerica.com. All the information is going to be up at BOA later this weekend. That is going to be, as I said, a two-hour simulcast, Radio Mysterioso and Banal of America on at the same time, me and Greg talking about all kinds of stuff. And I can't say too much more about it right now, but Greg and I are working on something very, very big, and we hopefully can announce it on Sunday. Uh, we've got a really, really big announcement coming uh, very soon, we hope, unless this whole plan falls apart. But it looks like it's about 90% uh, a go at this point. And uh, if we can cross the T's and dot the I's over the next couple of days, we'll have a major, major announcement on the simulcast. Uh, Radio Mysterioso, Banal of America, that's coming at you October 4th, Sunday at 11 p.m. And then, as I said, if you're a fan of Banal of America, this is absolutely the week for you because not only are we doing the simulcast on Sunday, but then... We're going to have a live episode next Thursday night at 9 p.m., so chances are you're getting three Banal of America episodes in one week. Our guest is going to be James A. Willis. He wrote a book about haunted locations in Ohio and took a very uh, unique tactic towards examining uh, these haunted locations. So we're going to get into all that, kind of a little October spookiness for you here on Banal of America. So three shows over the course of one week. That's already more shows than we put out in September and October. So I think it's safe to say that our little downtime as we uh, wrapped up the summer is behind us, and hopefully we'll have a nice flow of programs for you over the course of the month. Three shows this week. Once again, big thanks to Adam Davies and John Carlson for coming on the show. Stick around for uh, Banal of America Radio Mysterioso simulcast Sunday night at 11. And, of course, next Thursday night, James A. Willis talking about the haunted locations of Ohio live at 9 p.m. And with all that said, thank you so much for listening, folks. Thank you to the hardcore BOA audio listeners who've spent a long time, just as I have with Adam, and uh, consider him a, a dear friend of the program. I'm sure you're just as fascinated as I am by the latest twist 
in his adventures, uh, and I've really, really enjoyed it. So thank you to the hardcore listeners, thank you to the newcomers, and of course, thank you all for your support of this program. You are the fuel that drives the BOA mothership. Until next time, this is Tim Benall, thanking you for listening and signing off.